Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. Was hard, but not anymore. Thanks to Wondersuite from Bluehost. Answer a few questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically create your website or store. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content, and we automatically help you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today, and welcome to episode 290 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with Handsome Fandom. Oh, shit, oh. and it's Dustin with ACG. <laughs> oh. oh, and I forgot the other one. Handsome Phantom and Colin's Last Stand. There we go. Sorry. Oh, oh, wait. oh Last Stand wait. Media. Oh, uh, Last Stand Media. And by the way, Maddie, you remember perfect. we did that to loan one time where we all reversed all of ours and people were so confused. I don't know if you remember, but it was like one of the first yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, holy shit. That was so long. There we go. <laughs> That's a way to make you feel old. Well, anyway, welcome to episode 290. We appreciate you tuning in. If you're new here, uh, this is just a weekly gaming podcast. Really chill, really relaxed. We just go through some of the major highlights of the week. If any, this week, very quiet. As we record this episode, Dustin made us aware that the, the BlizzCon opening is happening. So while we have a structured plan for this show like we always do, there's a very good chance we get some breaking news mid-topic and we're going to pivot. Um, but this week we're talking about Nintendo Direct, Bungie, and their future with a new IP, Silent Hill getting rebooted, uh, Xbox getting a bat compat boost, and of course your questions through the Patreon Discord, which you can sign up for over at patreon.com slash Plays. Get early access to the show, all that good stuff. Gentlemen, this is the start, right? Like, this is the start now, I think, of a healthy cycle. I think we've shaken off the New Year cobwebs. I think we're going to start having these nice threesomes every week, you know, where it's just all... <laughs> I do. I, both of you guys were just nodding, like kind of just passively. You know, your heads were down. And I was like, I'm gonna toss threesome out there and see if that's gonna kick. Oh, the heads dude, up. I'll perk up. Yeah, Always gonna say. mention that word. I'll be like, what? what? Yeah, I was gonna say, bro. You, you got you both recoiled a little bit, but yeah, you know, <laughs> we've. It's either been two of us, one of us, not mm -hmm. me. So yeah, it's good to have all of us here. And um, I wanted to just not to ramble on too much here in the early goings of the show, but one of our most common comments last week was about the status of the uh, Spotify episodes. Because if you're on other audio platforms, you'll see uh, Ham Radio Podcast is continuing on all of those. What's happening with Spotify? So I reached out to them. I didn't hear from them for a while. They finally got back to me. What's pretty much happening is that the feed that they're using is from our old hosting website. And so they need us to get into the Spotify account that was used to set up our podcast there and update the RSS feed and whatnot. Now, what's interesting about this is that when this was all set up for me uh, six years ago now, uh, it was not me who actually did this, funny enough. So what's happening is I'm actually having the person who, or I asked the person, I should say, who originally set up the account who uh, will now transfer the new feed over. Um, so that is being handled as we speak. If you cannot get into the account, I'll have to figure something else out and we'll make sure that happens. But I wanted to make sure people knew about this early on. Uh, just because some people were like, you're abandoning ham radio for defining Duke. And I'm like, look, man, I could sit down for five hours a week, five hours a week and talk games. So that's not what's happening. It's just a tech thing on the back end that we've been trying to figure out. It's been going on for about a month now. It's not like we've ignored it. We've just been waiting for Spotify to get back. And, and so now we finally have an answer and we're trying to put a solution in place. And hopefully in the next week or so, um, we will have that remedied, but if you are able to, there are plenty of other audio platforms for you to listen on from Google to, to Apple and like 
pocket casts and so on and so forth may not be the most convenient so we appreciate if you go out of the way like that but if you want to wait it out we also understand and so we're trying because our audio numbers have gone up so we don't want to leave you all hanging we understand the importance of that uh but yeah just wanted to quickly let everyone know what was going on with that but with all that out of the way enough of me talking gentlemen what have you been up to and what have you been playing all i gotta say is man you fucking changed man what you, know, you fucking <laughs> change you start defining duke you forget about ham radio i know right you fucking change man some on my own shell like oh my gosh what's <laughs> happened holy crap <laughs> uh so what have we been playing so i'll let you guys talk about persona 5 strikers because i've only played like well so before we started this i was trying to get to a save point and i was Did like guys ever? i eventually was like fuck it and turned it off <laughs> i think i probably only lost like 20 25 minutes but i was i was at the point where i wasn't even reading what was happening or like mm. seeing the story and i was like i've gone too far let's just redo this so anyway what am i playing i'm playing super mario 3d world ah. came out last week ah. i have not touched bowser's fury yet and that's because i'm i feel like i need to play all of 3d world first Understandable. but here's the key here's what i want to say about this guys I did not really like that game on Wii U, and I don't really know why, but it didn't click with me back when I played it then. But right. instantly, on the Switch, I was like, wow, this is really great. I was really trying to rack my brain about why. Why did it feel so much better to play? Turns out, Nintendo severely up, increased stop. the walking speed. So, mm. where in the Wii U version running was like practically essential now it's way better balanced and so it completely changes the feel of the game and so amazing how something so simple can like just that seems to have massively improved your enjoyment of the game (laughs) yeah it really has so if anyone out there did not like the game on wii u maybe check it out you know and plus i'm hearing great things about bowser's fury so i'm I'm hoping to get to that. Have you played that many? No, I have a friend who played it, though, and he really, really liked it. You know, it's it's a bite-sized thing. I think it's like five hours or so, but it's kind of an expansion up on top of what Odyssey really was. Uh, it looks neat. I don't know. I've sort of lost my interest in Mario. Like, 3D World looks, 3D World looks solid. It looks solid, but, like, I don't know. There's only so many times I want that. It's the same thing with Sonic. You know, I enjoy Sonic, but when I'm in the mood for something comfortable and the same, then I will go do it. Like, I've been playing Sonic Unleashed lately. Hold on. I've been playing Sonic Unleashed. Maddie, you're comparing Mario to Sonic, and this is I'm, just painful. Just, just you're hurting me. Like, in every Sonic game, you have two things, right? Chaos Emeralds and Dr. Eggman. Those are kind of like your mainstays. And Mario, you got you got coins and costume switches. Like, there are these mainstays, and, and, and they evolve in certain areas. And so uh, it depends, man. Like, for example, when I played Sunshine, I wasn't, wasn't too big on that. But, uh, like, a galaxy felt great. So I think, I think it's about a Mario game that has to tickle your fancy at the right time. You just you know? need the Mario to come up and yeah. tickle you. Yeah. In the right spot. I was going to say, yeah. In the right way. Very, yes. very. In my case, at least. It's got to be. Mario will do that to you. I would hope so. So any, since you're being spicy, I'm going to follow up with something even spicier. Well, maybe oh. this actually isn't spicy at all. Okay. I'm playing Dark Souls 2 on my stream, twitch.tv slash Justin Can't Fly. Not very mm-hmm. good. 
not, not, not very good at all. Oh, okay. No. I thought you were talking you for a second. I, I thought you were being like self deprecating and talking about your streams. I was like, Dustin, I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> no, I, was like, I mean, the I was streams, like, I'll let you guys decide if they're good. I mean, that's, that, I, I don't know. They are what they are. Uh, but no, Dark Souls 2 is just not very good. Um, and I, but I want to play it because it's the only Souls game that I have not completed. But it's very clear that, you know, they, so there was, Demon Souls and then Dark Souls directed by Miyazaki and then this game was directed by some other people at From Software while Miyazaki was working on Bloodborne and his absence is very evident. And it's not even that it um is mechanically all that different, it's a lot of how they design the levels and enemy placements yeah. Yeah. and how they their their perspective on difficulty right because so many people love demon souls and dark souls because of the way they do their difficulty and they're like oh people like this game because it's hard so let's add more enemies all the time to make it harder let's add this annoying uh insta kill thing to make it harder you know what i mean and i know that dark souls 2 has their vehement defenders and that's that's fine uh everyone has their different tastes but I am finding that I am not really enjoying it. But it's important for me to play it all. Are you going to finish it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely going to finish yeah. it. But Yeah, I get that. So anyway, that's about it. Tell me about Persona 5 Strikers. Karak, I actually never saw your review. So if you want to kick that one off on what you're playing, because we both reviewed that game. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I moved on. Uh, what am I playing now? Hunter Call of the Wild, a hunting game of all things to relax. It's been fun. Been playing Bitcoin like a some bitch <laughs> investing, <laughs> but uh, well, all crypto coins. But uh, yeah, I mean, Persona Strikers is sort of. It's not really. It's not doing anything that you don't expect when you see like the previews and so. It is pretty much onomatopoeia. It is what it is, and a lot of lot of action, a lot of uh, talking, a lot of talking. Especially early on. Oh man. Especially early on. And I think oh, the man. game where where Persona had longer dungeons at the starting in or, or all personas because of the way the combat works. In this game, you can get a combat that is 30 seconds long and then 25 minutes of cutscenes, and then a combat that is 20 seconds long. And it can it can if you don't know Persona, it can feel rough. And if you do know Persona, it can still feel a little rough because it's just it's a lot. And so that would be the only negative I have for that entire game. Um, and the fact that visually it's a, it's a, it's a dynasty warriors game, but God damn, man, like there's a lot going on graphically in that game. I mean, it's during some of the battles you're like, I don't know. I have no fucking clue what I'm doing. Like, I, I don't even know if I'm hitting anybody. I'm just going to hit some buttons. And it was weird to talk to somebody who does professional gaming, uh, plays professional shooters for a living. And he was like, dude, I'd rather play. I'd rather play any of those than that game. He's like, I try, he was trying to play Strikers, and he was so confused by all the shit going on. Just fucking, you know, graffiti and lasers and a character with yo-yos fighting a fucking mouse that explodes. And you're just like, you know, don't blink. Don't blink. Yeah. Or blink every every 15 seconds. So, that's yeah, fun. Good game. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I'm working back oh. through the, Assassin's, the older Assassin's Creed games to basically debunk... Uh, 
the complete and utter belief that I consistently get so fucking tired of hearing people talk about where they're like, the new Assassin's games are nothing like the old ones. Nothing and truly nothing are, are such vast. Like there's such a vast difference in like what what is truly different and what is still an Assassin's Creed game. And so I've been going back and playing Rogue, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and a couple others to sort of probably do a video for that. But it's been quiet other than that. I think a lot of it's just been playing some side games. You know, it, it really has been quiet. Yeah, it's, it's been a good opportunity to just dig through that backlog and yeah, see what's been sitting there. Um, yeah, for me, Persona 5 Strikers, you know, I sit on the side of the fence that like I'm a, I'm a mega fan. I guess I use that term very sparingly because I think it could be a little uh, like kind of gross. But I adore the series. That's no secret. So I agree with Carrick entirely. Like the pacing with the conversations in combat, at least early on, is really not good. It's when you start getting, like, around the eight-hour mark, you start getting, like, side objectives, like, requests where you can yeah. go back into the dungeon and you don't have to get stopped, like, every five seconds. And they go, up there's our objective, and then they talk about it for, like, five minutes. Oh. Um, it, yeah, it just – it happens a lot, man. And so it's it's kind of what kept me from wanting to do New Game Plus because I just don't want that stop, start, stop, start. Like, it was really nice when I got to the end game and I could just – I've been going in and just doing requests yeah. and, and just fighting bosses again. And it's just been nice to do that. So I don't really want to – end any of that but uh yeah from like a story perspective it actually felt more necessary than i i thought it would have uh it's it's still just inherently more persona 5 but there is a purpose to it and i think they were pretty thoughtful with how they wrote it out and kind of the themes that they had in mind for the game um the combats for those who have played uh hyrule warriors age of calamity it's kind of similar to that you've got a smaller tighter roster with a little more depth to uh each fighter you know, everyone's got their own little quirk or gimmick that makes them play a little differently. Um, and I think it's satisfying enough in that way. But yeah, the camera can get really messy. It's that, That's actually something I neglected to mention in my review. But the camera can get really messy, which can sometimes lead to those moments of confusion. Uh, but overall, I liked it a lot. You know, the, the soundtrack's fantastic. I like the new added characters, which I think sometimes are easy to forget in, like, a Persona 4 dancing or Arena Ultimax with, like, Labyrinth. You're like, who the fuck is this? Uh, but, you know, with actually Strikers, they were meaningful, well-developed characters that kind of slot in well. So I was impressed with that. Uh, other than that, uh, what I've been playing is, dude, I've just been I've been loving my Xbox Series X backwards compat. Like, I've just been going through so... Like, not playing them all through to completion right now, but I'm just kind of throwing shit at the wall. Yeah. And seeing what sticks. And that's been nice. Like, I, I've actually, when I was sick, fortunately, I got COVID when I had a, fortunately, I got COVID sentences you will never hear outside the show. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things you will never hear again. <laughs> but uh, what I mean by that is, like, when I got it, the timing was right where I had a bunch of videos uh, scheduled for my winter break. So, I, at that time, I was just playing whatever I wanted. And then I stopped for Hitman. I stopped for Persona. But otherwise, I've really been able to just kind of play whatever I want. It's been good to just continuously get that out of my system. So, man, I've, like, hopped into Sonic Unleashed, of all games, and, uh, you know, like I said, I was in the mood for something kind of safe like that, and so I think I'm going to stick with it and beat that. I've kind of enjoyed the the the, the pacing of that game, you know, this beat-em-up that's really simple, but then you've got these very fast-paced levels, um, and especially with the Series X, it actually runs much better than it would on older consoles, which is cool. I got, uh, it's actually sitting right next to me really nice steelbook i got the storm legacy collection so it comes with ninja storm one through four and those are also kind of just simple beat-em-ups at their core uh they're fighters but you know it's just one button fighters uh so that's been nice to just kind of go into for some eye candy 
but yeah, other than that, uh, my main focus has still been Fire Emblem. I picked it back up these last two days. Put another, I think I put about uh, about six, seven hours into it. I, I started last night, played again today before the show. And uh, I, I have to say, this game I'm going to stick with now. Number one, it's getting better. But number two is that it's a good case study for me to analyze when with RPGs, like what makes them tick and when like too much change is a good thing and introducing new systems and how long is too long for a story to get started. Cause I gotta be real with you all. Like there's things happening in the story, but nothing interesting in my opinion happens until chapter 10, which is halfway through at 20 hours. So it's yeah. And I'm doing blue lines, which is apparently one of the better ones, but yeah, I gotta say, uh, I like the game combat like when they're just and I'm not really usually I'm, I'm a big story guy so I don't I know I've been saying this a lot with gameplay but uh you know this game's just best when they're letting me go into the combat because I am so wholeheartedly disinterested in the story up until now um so it's been nice as you know someone who wants one day wants to like write and make their own RPG to see what makes for me what makes this game tick and not tick and how could you remedy something like that? So it's been nice to just go and uh, play through this. Uh, I do plan on finishing it, and I don't know how I will feel when I'm done with it if I want to continue onwards and, um, you know, and see what the other houses are up to. Um, I, mm. I will say, though, I do think that the older Fire, Fire Emblems are far superior. Uh, I think their attempt to, to copy Persona to some extent and innovate on that idea of like instead of being the student you're the professor uh it's it's nice in concept but it's it's very poorly executed so if they do a sequel which i imagine they will with this this cast or this idea i anticipate the mechanics will be much more fleshed out because they just don't give you enough things to do with your free time and it kind of gets very very much repetitive and that's in my first playthrough like there are people who play this three times and i go what how to get your complete story but that's what I've been playing, man. A lot of different games. All right, gents. Shall we get into the news? Let's do yes, it. Yes, indeed. All right, cool. Let's do this. Let's get into it with uh, probably the main happening. I mean, probably. Most definitely the main happening this week. Nintendo announced a 50-minute direct, and then the following day, it came and went. And, Carrick, uh, I just want to toss it to you right away. We're going to be reacting to this whole thing, kind of giving our thoughts on it. And uh, the reason I'm, uh, I'm pointing to you, Carrick, is because... I couldn't help but notice your Twitter feed. You've just been having a field day with Nintendo fans, and so oh yeah, I just yeah, I just awesome. as as a as a full time prankster, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on full time prankster, yeah, on what, what you thought of the show, <laughs> dude. Like I said last night, it's the irony is not lost on me. Then one fucking group of fanboys attacks another group of fanboys for the same company, like selling them their own vomit again. Like that's exactly what's going on. And I get it. I get that people like nostalgia, but at some point it's, I mean, this is just rank. And I don't think anybody woke up and said, man, fucking skyward sword. That sounds like an idea. And I get it that some people may like it, but most companies run some kind of, you know, algorithms and they look at what people responded to in social media to decide what they're making again. Nintendo's just flat out like, what can we do that barely requires anything? And people suck it up, man. And it's like, and, and all companies, by the way, Microsoft failed utterly with Master Chief. And I'm very open with that. Every company's done it. But dude, it was disappointing. Come on. Come on. And I was told that, like, you and I talked, and then I talked to somebody else, and I was told, it's like, they were like, dude, 
set yourself up for disappointment. I was like, you know what? Nintendo was pretty open about it. I thought they did a good tweet. Prior, they stated, you know, it's going to be about like our stuff like that we have out. It it was like, you know, don't expect us to, you know, the world's not going to suddenly shatter. We're not going to release, you know, Zelda versus fucking Mario or something like some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it was just one of those times where, like I called it the Nintendo indirect. And I think that's what they (laughs) should be called from now on because they are indirect in everything they do. And I like, by the way, I love my Switch. That's another thing. People always get on me. They're like, you're just fucking hating it. No, not at all. It's because I like the goddamn thing. I want a reason to turn it on. That's That would be why. And it, I mean, uh, Ninja Gaiden, right? There was something about that. Um, I couldn't even be bothered to hit the trailer to turn it on because I just don't give a fuck because it's once again another remaster kind of stuff, which doesn't mean I won't love it, but I'll wait until it gets closer. I know people were interested in Mario Golf, which is cool because that kind of stuff I, th- I find interesting. Um, as in the side stuff, I actually find somewhat interesting. But yeah, the Skyward Sword stuff actually just made me mad. Like I actually get, I'm starting to legitimately get mad because it feels like somebody at Nintendo is just laughing at everybody. And I, I'm just done. Like, I'm not going to support them anymore when they do that. I'm just going to be like, dude, you're full of shit. And that's the way I feel they were. And then I saw the guy, you know, you were tweeting about somebody getting mad at you for being excited for one of these. And it's like, that's one of the reasons why I didn't stream it. Because I do not feel that I need to stream it to be a dick. That makes no sense mm-hmm. at all. I don't need to stream it to be a dick. And I didn't think I was going to be super excited. But when somebody watches a stream and then gets mad because you are excited, I find that, you know sort of odd yeah. even though admittedly i tease people who cry over stuff all the time you know like they'll cry <laughs> when a pokemon gets released i'm like bitch cry for cancer cry when you got cancer don't cry over a pokemon like what the fuck wait where are your but you know i get it um but you you covered it a couple people I, I i saw covered it i don't think anybody was genuinely in love um but i don't know dude here's my thought last thought if you've ever worked at a big company and they have a project meeting and they do a project meeting every week and about the third week, you're like, what the fuck are we doing the project meeting for? Because this is just a meeting to have a meeting so that we can say we had the meeting. Nintendo indirects are just that. They say, hey, everybody, let's come together. We're going to show you nothing. Hey, everybody, come. We're going to deliver to you nothing. And that bothers me. Where's Metroid? Just fucking show it. Show me a t- five second trailer of a new Zelda. I don't care anymore. You got us. You can't keep continue calling me. It's like a girl who calls you up. She's like, "We're gonna have sex. Let's just do phone sex, but we're not even gonna do real phone sex. I'm just gonna talk to you in a husky voice about fucking politics." And you're like, "Why?" Like at some point, why? Nintendo is at why for me, and I'm legitimately mad about that. I'm like, I'm uh, I done. Agree. I agree. Sorry, yeah. that was that's no. my diatribe over. No, you don't have to apologize. I I, I put the heat on you right away, but. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I I would say I share that why sentiment. I, I think I have for a very long while. Um, just yeah, longer because... than me, I think, overall. <laughs> well, it's just because I think it's gaming in general where you see these events happen. Yeah. Like, I think of a Microsoft uh, X, last year, Xbox's gameplay event. And I, I that's like a – like, this only happens in gaming, right? It yeah. only happens in gaming where everyone's like, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. And they're like, Skyward Sword, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's like, it's like what? It's the how ultimate the... disc track, and you <laughs> showed up for it. Yeah, you know? for real. And and the same thing goes with Microsoft. They're like, gameplay, next gen, all CGI. It's like, what the yeah. fuck happened, man? So – it's literally this is the only industry where I see this shit happen. Maybe because I'm so up to my ears in it, but holy fuck, man! Like, yeah, it, it, it's actually 
it, yeah, I'm at a Y point in the industry where perhaps it's it's my age getting to me now. At the at the at the young age of 25, I'm already feeling old <laughs> in this shit. But yeah, it's Back just one of those. <laughs> but it's, it just yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just becoming more used to certain things. But yeah, Nintendo. Uh, I thought here's the thing. Overall, the direct. I was actually. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. There were a lot of announcements I was I was actually pretty happy with, or things that surprised me. Um, you know, on a positive note, like one game that I really respected them for resurrecting because I had no idea. Uh, but it was like Famicom Detective, and it's this visual novel detective series. And I'm looking it up. And I'm like, this shit is fucking old. And they're like, they remade it, and they're bringing it to oh, the West to a very niche audience. And uh, not niche in the way like it's very uh, degenerate anime shit. It's just it seems like a thing that no one was really talking about. And the fact that they're not just porting it, but like remaking it. I saw that, right. and after doing some more research, I went, "Wow, that's actually cool that they they did something like that." So on a yeah. positive note, there was stuff like that. There was World Ends Club by the creators of Dang and Rampa and Zero Escape. Doesn't look as dark as uh, as Dang and Rampa, unfortunately. But I can't blame the writers after after writing like four three games of kids killing each other. You might want a little levity in your life after almost a decade of that. There's I can't no blame kids them. left, man. We got to yeah. we got to let them live for a little while. Kids yeah, got to right. make kids, otherwise there's no more kids. Right. That's so, cool. yeah, there was that um, Mario Golf. I was hyped for because I can yeah. already see like my friends and I love to bet against each other, and so I could just see this being just like bet central, uh, which would be fucking amazing. And then Ninja Gaiden, I was excited about because I've just been wanting to go back, and I have it. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 2 and and Black on my on my Xbox, but I've held off because I keep seeing the the listings pop and the ratings boards pop for a Ninja Gaiden collection. A lot of people are kind of sour on that. I guess there's some big changes with Sigma that I watched some comparison videos with like the enemy count. Like when you play on Master difficulty, they they significantly reduced it. Um, so I'll be curious. I'm with you on Ninja Gaiden where I'm excited. I don't think you even said you were excited. But I'm personally excited that. It exists, but I just I needed see. to get closer. Was yeah, I want. I, I wanted to get closer. So, can, I can you play on things. that on your Switch? Would you? Or do you feel you'll be comfortable? Because I think my Ninja Gaiden, I, I, I'm a Ninja Gaiden fan overall, like mm. mid level. But I'm. I think I would find it painful or not as enjoyable on the oh, Switch. Oh no way! I'm. I, well, I shouldn't say no way. I'm doing it on the Switch. I've played both on my Vita, so I guess there's there's wow. something to be had there. Yeah, man. With that low frame rate and stuff, but it's just Damn. all in the name of the Vita. But yeah, I, seven frames per minute. Good, yeah, good for you. <laughs> yeah. But you know, honestly, uh, I I would preferably not want to because I what I'm most excited about is I have not played Ninja Ninja Gaiden three yet. You know, that's the Razor's Edge, oh. like their re release. I never played that, and because uh, I remember I was very excited for it, and then three came out and just it fucking sucked. Quite honestly, okay. yeah. and so then they did Razor's Edge, which added the gore back, added tons of weapons, added more to the story, and it's way better. So I've been just holding out for that. So for me, this collection's at least a chance to get a new experience there. So that was another significant one. But overall, uh, I enjoyed it. But I do sit at that Y stage for for Nintendo. Dustin, are are you at a Y or are, I'm trying to think of another letter? I was trying to. Are you at hmm. a? No, at an O. Like you're like oh, or you ah, at a Y. Ah, oh, man. there we go. Oh, there we go. So <laughs> all right. I mean, there's a lot of angles that we can look at this whole direct of disappointment, right? Like, you don't have a direct for well over a year. You show up. You say you got 50 minutes. I know that people always have be- like too high of expectations for these things. Yeah, that's for sure. Like we can say that definitively. But if you've been gone this long, you got to bring 
something. You know what I mean? You got to bring at least one absolute banger. We had. I would agree. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I am so incredibly excited to play Mario Golf. As I've said on this show, I'm obsessed with everybody's golf. And so this just looks like. A lot like, of people are. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm so excited. I've never played a Mario Golf game. So what? Oh man, dude, it's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait. I really <laughs> am. And I think that uh, you know, Project Fuckface Triangle, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's such what, a dumb name. Yeah, it looks name. good though, and I have Does the it? demo downloaded. I haven't played dude, it yet, but it looks I awesome. It, I played it for three hours. It's fucking awesome. It's, it's awesome. Just, I'm just putting it out of my memory, and it's because they. We're, we're talking about games in the first half of 2021. I'm looking at this thing like, oh, my God, like it's coming and it's coming this year. And they're like 2022. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Are you kidding? Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. But so that shit just mm. let's talk about the two big things at the end. First, mm. let's look at Splatoon out of the way. Splatoon three. <laughs> I, I, I am excited about a Splatoon three. That oh. trailer sucked. Oh, I feel like here's the thing. Like, I want – I don't want just Splatoon 2.5 because Splatoon right. 2 is already Splatoon 1.5. And that trailer gave us no indication of, like, what makes this game new. Three not that, or two. You know, and it's, it's not that we need every game to be, like, a revelation, every sequel to be a, revel, you know, a huge yeah. step forward. But I was, I was just like – because it, it started really interesting. With mm-hmm. with the the Squid Kid in like the like the Mad Max desert and stuff, I was like, "Oh, are we doing Splatoon spinoff?" And then they just oh took God, us to that'd like be amazing. Sorry, that's dude, what I thought they were doing, man. My I brain saw that just lit on like... fire with some ideas that quick, yeah. bro. So, because when that that beginning of that trailer, I saw it and I thought to myself immediately, like, "Hold up, this looks post apocalyptic." And I'm and then you had this it had this vibe, this rustic look to it. I thought, "Hey, man. I'm kind of fucking about this right now." Like, <laughs> right. And so, man. yeah, I just. I want to know more, but I was at the ultimately by the end of that trailer, I was like, well, okay, Mm -hmm. Splatoon 3, I guess. But there's nothing about that trailer that really got me amped. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Now, Skyward Sword. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I feel like this game, it was rated so highly when it came out, but it has not uh, aged well in the in the eyes of the fans. Is that correct? Uh, no, it, it is way. correct. It critically did very well. Right. Critically, yeah. But, so, the thing about this uh, Nintendo greedy situation, I'm kind of of two minds about it. Like, there's this there's this meme picture going around how Back when Skyward Sword came out, for $70, you could get the game and a new controller. And now, for $60, you get a port of the game. And for whatever, $70 or $80, however much it is, you get the Joy-Cons separately, right? Oh. And they're just like, Nintendo in, in whatever, 20... I don't I can't remember the year it came out. Nintendo back then, Nintendo in 2021, 
And this is the, you know, look how greedy they are now. Part of me is like, well, they have an obligation to their shareholders to make as much money as possible. And so they're going to keep pushing the limits on what they can do. And you know what? They continue to be rewarded for that. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Why are they going to stop? Why would they stop? In fact, it is a legal obligation for them to continue to try to make as much money as possible. So as long as these strategies are effective in them making more money, then because of their fiduciary duty to their stockholders, they are legally oblig- obligated to. So I mean, oh, sorry. I was just going to ask you, why were people bitching about that? Dude, consoles used to come with two controllers. Consoles right. used to come with multiple games. They only got, like that's that seems really specious as a like as a as an argument. That seems mm-hmm. like you're you're reaching. There's other things you could argue, but sure. the idea that it doesn't come with a controller is it motion uh, though? It, or is the joke that because it was motion, and that the Nintendo Lite doesn't allow for you to take the ones off at all, so that means you have to buy others? Is that what the joke? Because no, I don't really. Go ahead. So. They did make clear in the direct that you will be – they are adding controller support. Support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'll be able to use the right stick to swing the sword in certain directions, which it kind of makes sense that back then with Skyward Sword, they sold it with a controller mm. because they it needed the Wii Motion Plus, And they knew that there was probably a very large install base of Wii owners that did not have that. So pack it with a controller to make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Nintendo has pissed me off regularly in their anti-consumer tactics over the past year. The Mario 3D collection, first of all, the fact they charged $60 for that. And it was like the laziest thing ever. And they're doing some pulling some Disney vault shit pisses me off. But here's the thing. I bought it anyway, and I am part of the problem. And so is everyone else. And they're going to keep doing that as long as. They've, they, they've got yeah. us by the balls right now. And you know what? They're just squeezing. They're squeezing a little harder every release. And eventually, you either, you know, you, you continue to let them hold you or, I, I don't know. This analogy My has gotten, question, gotten though, out of control. <laughs> I, 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 but I get you. I There's the some line. banana hammock shit going on. We get But yeah. with when it comes to... Uh, this is there something that would have set it off because mike I, I we were talking and i love attacking people on twitter because i'm just fucking around like but sure. when i got in a discussion one of the first things we talked about in the podcast today uh, on mine is i was like instead of going over all the negative is there one thing that they could have announced where you would have been like boy we got it like they they nailed it and it's weird because some people brought up zelda and all that and i was like yes i get that but I honestly feel that there's multiple ways they could have nailed it. And and instead of focusing on just bad, like, is there any that you guys can think of where and, and we can go hmm. easy and say, you know, what's the one M Metroid. But I mean, is there something else that they could have done? Like for me, if they had said raving rabbits and they got Ubisoft to come out, I would have shit a fucking brown streak. Um oh, because I'm just such a fan. But is there any titles that you guys, if they had just done one, where you would have been like, here we go, this is this is what I needed? I don't know about, about you, Maddie. I was hoping for a better uh, Zelda celebration than the game that a lot of people have forgotten about 
uh, for $60. Like, even though they already sold, again, this is like the scummy Nintendo thing. Yeah. They've got me by the balls. Even if they were just like, hey, we're putting the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask mm-hmm. in a collection. It's going to be an HD, but it has the upgraded models and stuff. $60. Yeah. That okay. would have been way more appealing to me. It's interesting because myself, I'm not even the only one who was told this. Like, so many people were told, hey, a Zelda collection's coming. Like, not just Skyward, but a Zelda collection. What was interesting is as we got closer, and like, especially during my pre stream chat, I said, like, yeah, well, I was told this. I said, I don't know if they're going to do kind of the, the, and this is my own assumption. I don't know if they're going to do the, the, the tri game collection like we saw with Mario. The reason for that is because I remember them seeing them like trademark again. I think it was Four Swords or whatever. Um, and it's like, well, you can't do, in my opinion, and once again, just my opinion, <clears throat> if you do a Zelda collection, I, I can't fathom a world you leave Ocarina or Majora's out. Like, like if you're doing yeah. a type of collection, like, those are mainstays. They define the series. They are still played in speed runs to this day. They have such a following. People love them. People will pay tons of cash for them. You can't leave those out of the collection. Then you see that trademarking. And then you know that, hey, you got the Wii U HD port of, of uh, Wind Waker. And what I think was happening is they were probably working on a collection, and they may still be, and they might just throw, like, you know, your Ocarina, your Majora's, maybe Four Swords, those kind of ones. And I think they're going to do Wind Waker and stuff separately. So, yeah, I think they yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they last-minute pivoted, and I think people expected them to do what would have probably been a little more consumer-friendly is, hey, here's all of them in one, but now with Skyward, which is a game that, you know, didn't sell as crazy well because it was towards the end of the Wii's life cycle, I think they're just... What they're doing is what they've done with all the Wii U ports, right? If you were a part... I was late to the Wii U, but I did have one. They're just stretching it out, man. So they're just taking these Zelda IP, and now they're stretching it out. Maybe that's a sign of how far off Breath of the Wild 2 is. You know, I don't know why why there wasn't an update on that. Maybe they felt that would have sucked the wind out of the room for uh, for, for Skyward. But, yeah, I, I think what was reported and rumored for a while versus what we're seeing now may be a result of, like, a shift within Nintendo on what... Now we're seeing, they went, hey, we sold millions of copies of 3D All-Star. Imagine if we just take that and separate the products now. Like, Dude, think people, of how much money. They will buy, they will triple dip. I mean, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But if they did, if they will triple dip on Wind Waker and Twilight Princess because they re-released those on Wii U already. And they can easily sell them again for $60 each on Switch. Like why they wouldn't they? On Dragon's Dogma, so I'm sure they're going to triple dip on Mario. <laughs> like Mario, oh, yeah. but yeah, I will say wrong. one thing. Um, I don't know about you guys, but <clears throat> okay. So I get that maybe they talk about the wind. The thing that bothers me about anybody trying to say like there's too much good news in a direct, so we can't say the good news in the direct, is that I think it's been proven so many times to not be accurate by Sony in particular. And once or twice by Microsoft, in particular, Bizarre, Bungie, and uh, Bioware, when they had their the three in one year. And that's that if you do a bunch of cool shit in your conference, you'll have a bunch of people talking about your cool shit in your conference. It legit doesn't matter. And in fact, it feeds on, it feeds. Nintendo just doesn't do that. So for example, Wind Waker, great. Or sorry, not Wind Waker, uh, Skyward Sword, great. But, dude, if they had also said, and Wind Waker with fucking, you know, new graphics or whatever, I do not believe 
I just don't believe it. I don't believe that somebody be like, well, I was going to cover one of them, but because they announced two of them, I've decided to cover neither of them. And you're like, the fuck, that doesn't make any logical yeah. sense. Yeah. And I think people defend Nintendo. And you're absolutely right. Like, they can make money. They can. But guess what? If they do good stuff, they'll make even more. And that's what yeah. bothers me is that we've come to this point to where we try to explain away their complete and utter failing, fa failings because they, when their games are good, like we're ready to get them. I'm going to tell you guys right now, is there a better time to strike than right fucking now? Sony's got one exclusive. Microsoft's got none. Like there's yeah, nothing have, out right now. You got Ratchet that. and Clank coming. Microsoft's got Flight Sim and and a couple. But I mean, you know what I mean. They're not like lightning on they're, fire. They're all right? like waiting. Right? Yeah, we're waiting for them. Right? We're this waiting. Time. Imagine Nintendo, dude. If you were to switch, I love my Switch. If if they were like, bro, Wind Waker, bro, Skyward Sword, bro, Mario fucking Odyssey five, whatever. I don't know what number. Are we on just one for that? So it'd be two. Yeah, Odyssey would right? two. Yeah, two. It's Splatoon, which by the way, I saw a lot of people excited for Splatoon because I wasn't aware how big that game was. And it sold in fucking, it, it sold insanely high numbers. So I don't know, dude. I'm just, I'm done with them. I'm done defend. I'm, I'm just done. Like I mean, I, I can't, I can't act like come to that. I can't act like when anyone announced it. No, I shouldn't say anyone. When they announce like a direct, like I'll be there for sure. But yeah, it's, I didn't even have like, I, I mean, I'm a guy. I think people who follow my channel for a while know I'm usually the person who's like, yo, like let's fucking go. Like I love those events, man. Like it, it fuels me. It's something to look forward to. It's something to get people yeah. together. So I enjoy that shit, man. And I always will. But yeah, it's, it's becoming one of those things where, you know, it, I can't even blame fans, you know, because like Dustin said, I think you put it perfectly, you know, right in the beginning, you, 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 you put, put it perfectly where you say, hey, this is something that they haven't done for 500 plus days. Like, and they even acknowledge it themselves in the beginning of the direct. And when you do that, Correct. that's, you have set the expectations. You've decided to wait that long. Instead of doing one big direct, you did like four minis. And, and so... Yeah, they needed their home run. That's not us being greedy as gamers or asking for too much. They did need something like that. They they absolutely did. And so uh, it's really unfortunate. But to rewrap to your original question, Carrick, of like what could have been yeah, there what, that would have right. would have put it above or or helped deliver that. You know, on a personal note, I was very surprised. And I'm not even saying this like to drag us off track. I was actually surprised we didn't see like Republic Commando and Kotor. Because Republic oh Commando my was was actually on you and uh, those uh, games. Uh, uh, no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm being objective. I'm being objective this time. Republic Commando. I'm not even gonna go with Kotor. How about that? To 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 prove my point. Okay, prove your point. Go. Re Republic Commando was on the servers for Nintendo. Like that was leaked. yeah, true. So I yeah. was like, I was thinking to myself, okay, they should at least be showing that. You know, for me, right. I, I was thinking maybe Kotor, but seriously. I did think that was going to be there. So for me, I thought that would have been great on a personal yeah. level. Uh, but on a on a big, broad level, um, I, I think a Bayonetta 3 update probably would have got people talking. I And I understand that they were saying, like, we can't talk. And, you know, you got to ask Nintendo about that is what Platinum was saying. And, and they were saying, like, don't expect anything. But I always think, you know, it, it's really I blame Bethesda for it. I remember, like, Pete Hines saying, like, we have nothing to show for a while. And then, like, a month later they did fallout for his humongous reveal and it was coming out that year. So, you know, it, like I I've seen com and companies do it all over the place. They just, they kill your expectations just so that when the events dropped, it's that like abusive. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm back, baby. Let's go. So, uh, yeah, I would say definitely a Bayonetta three update. Uh, I, I do 
think a Mario Golf, if they flipped Mario Golf and Splatoon 3, I, I arguably would have been mm. more okay. And I think timing is really important in conferences. I think it's very underrated. Yeah. Your, your pacing and your placement of shit, you know, it's got to be a buildup. And so Mario was like the only announcement I like got up out of my chair. I was like, let's go, man. Like that's, I've wanted a new Mario Golf for so long. So for me personally, maybe that could have, that just perspective switch could have changed it. Because that's when I think of the Direct, that's the first game I go to. Um, so that could have been it as well. But yeah, man, I mean, there there's plenty of IP that, you know, a Zelda collection was expected. But I, I do think, you know, a Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, a true one, would have worked. But I'm sure Nintendo wants to hold that for maybe the summer. Because they did say they'll do more this year. Um, so maybe they're doing some type of E3 or summer showcase where uh, we could see more on that and others. Have they done any of the paper cutting Mario games or oh, uh, what was that oh, one paper last Mario. year? Yeah, they did last year. Yeah. Right. Oh, game. last year. Okay, Apparently so not it wasn't too... that great. Oh, okay. Uh, which is probably why I didn't hear. What about uh, Mario Maker? Where that one was? When was the last time that happened? That got a big update. I think late yeah. last year. They're still supporting oh, that. Yeah, that, that and that that's another. One. Yeah, they they're doing another. Like that's the thing. I was. I was talking about, it's funny, I was talking about Mario at the beginning of our show, how, like, it takes a particular itch, you need to get that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just think with these mainstay franchises, like, even Pokemon, I just love their spinoffs, man. Like, the spinoffs for Pokemon, outside of Snap, are my jam. And so, Snap's the best, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. And yeah, it's, <laughs> So, I just, I think a cool experiment like that. Uh, I think the issue, sure. too, is that Pokemon's this such a big thing. That they probably could have said, like, here's your Diamond and Pearl remake. Like, they've been rumored forever. Um, he- here they are. Or here's the next entry in Pokemon. I'm sure they could have done that, but I think they're holding that for their Pokemon Day thing. And maybe announcing it then. So, I think they have more big announcements. It's just about timing. That's just my guess, though. Right? I think something something that I was just thinking overall is that, like, you know, we... We brought up like, why doesn't Nintendo like money? Why don't if they did X Y Z, they would make even more money. But and people can call me a Nintendo apologist. That's fine. I'm just putting out the numbers here. Nintendo, their sixth best selling game on Switch was Mario Odyssey at twenty point two three million copies. Okay, or Sony's best first party game, best selling first party game on PlayStation Four was Uncharted Four. Which was a game they sold as a pack-in at one point at sixteen million. So, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we can say X Y Z about why Nintendo doesn't do blah blah blah, but like they're the ones that are like literally Scrooge McDuck rolling around in money when their sixth yeah, best-selling game is still selling better than Sony, like and, and Uncharted Four, and they put that as a pack-in game. So, yeah. context. I just feel that- no, it helps. Like I get sure. that, but I also feel that they're not they're not there's there's no limit to the amount of money you can make per moment. So it doesn't make sense that they're like, "Well, we sold 20 million, so let's not do anything." Like I get where you're coming from because obviously those are huge numbers, but I guarantee you any company would want to do 20 and 20 by doing two games in that allotted time frame. And so I think what happens is while it's cool that they've outsold the fuck out of uncharted and i'm sure anything halo but what's happening is i don't know if you guys picked up on it i just picked up on it when maddie finished talking about 
a Mario when I was asking about Snip. That snot, snot, Snip. I don't know what it's called. Mario, I like uh, no Mario Snip. Almost every single thing we're talking about. And if this was another company, they would be destroyed for this. Almost every single thing we're talking about is a remaster or a remake or the same IP. And or a side IP. And I do believe that other companies we give shit for easier than Nintendo. What I mean by that is fans are like, dude, another Mario. 77 Mario games? That's amazing. And I totally, I'm behind you. I got it because they're good. But at the same time, even if they were good, you still heard people say Uncharted 4. Yeah, maybe we should, you know, move on. And for whatever reason, Nintendo, maybe it's because they don't release a bunch of games. And they they know psychologically that there's a certain thing where it's like, if you leave that gap, people will accept the same shit over and over and over again. But for example, what about a new IP with a new fu- fu- fuzzy character? Like, make a new fucking, not Mario. Like, make somebody that's not involved in those, which Raving Rabbids sort of was, but it wasn't at the same time. It's like they couldn't even go that far is what I'm saying. Like they decided we're going to work with Ubisoft and merge two of our ancient characters. And I, I, if they have all this money that they don't need to worry about fucking sales or whatever, then spend some money on a unique IP too. All we're hearing about is Zelda, Mario Golf. They're the same words every fucking time. And as somebody who I think the longer you live, the more times you've seen this. Is, and so maybe that's why Maddie's slightly getting it. But why I've got it big time. Because I'm going to tell you, I played <laughs> SNES Mario. And at some point, you're like, that's a lot of fucking Mario. Mm-hmm. Like, could we... You know, they've got Bermuda Triangle... Uh, not Bermuda Triangle. Do you guys... Uh, a SNES game? Uh, uh, triangle. Um, oh, fuck. It was where you were in a boat. And uh, it was super fucking hard. But it was like a platform while in a boat. It's hard to describe. But you were shooting that's people. Familiar. And you were like, Bermuda Triangle or something like, you know. And... Those kind of games, Legend of Cage. Do you guys even know what that is? Legend of Cage? Oh, fucking. I I think it might be Tato or Konami, but it was known for SNES at the time or NES. I I just don't know what's going on. And sometimes I get it why they're doing it. I don't think you're an apologist, but I think that any way we argue it, there's either there there's a big gap going on. And I just don't understand the gap. I guess I just that's I think that's my thing is I'm I I can't understand why we have one with Nintendo. Maybe right. they just get away with fuck I don't know. Well, You're right. Like that's I am playing their system. So you got to follow the money on this. That's my thing. Is that's like Mario Kart Eight a re-release sold thirty three million units. That's more than um, Uncharted and Spider Man combined. So dude, think about that. Think. Think about the effort it takes to make a new universe, write everything, you know, get the mechanics in. And then you've got something that's pre-made pretty much. Like, they put the effort into Mario Kart 8, don't get me wrong. But you've got something for the Switch now that is already made. You bring it over, you remap the controls, add a little bit of new content, you sell it, and you make that much fucking money off of it. Well, I think that's why the comments come up that you can't have it both ways. Either they're lazy, or they're not, and they're just ignorant to what's going on, or... They're just okay with only a certain amount of money, which is obviously not what companies do. So it's, yeah. it's no matter which way we describe it, there's a gap in whatever logic we're describing. And who know, again, they may have something going on that we're not aware. Like maybe it's the Japanese company and the way they work, because we do know that Sony uh, of America it was the primary release for the PS5 this year. You know, Jim Ryan was like, Sony Japan is going to take a backseat. Maybe there's something, maybe they have different business trade rules or what have you. And Nintendo has their certain 
thing that they do. And they're like, we fit good here. But I got to tell you, I don't feel, I didn't feel this way. This is going to sound really weird. I didn't have a Wii U, but with a Wii, I did not feel this way. I actually felt like the Wii got a lot of games and they also had, of course, the motion and all that stuff. They had, they had things that I just think we weren't accustomed to, but I didn't, even though the Wii, some of those games weren't necessarily, you know, what, what I think I would want. You know, would have been a really crazy announcement would have been like a virtual console or a addition to the, the Nintendo online that kind of made the service worth your money, worth your money. Yeah. Yeah. Like instead of just NES and SNES games, like the the batch that they added this last month looked like it looked terrible. I've never heard. I'll be I'll be the first to admit some some of my knowledge of the SNES and NES library is 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 pretty small. But I mean, these were games that I've looked at and went, "What the fuck, man!" Like these are just kind of they're they're the type of titles that you don't own the system forever. Um, And so, yeah, I I would have I would think maybe that would have been the type of announcement that could lift them up a little bit. But gentlemen. Um, we have well, real quick, are oh, we any? Have we heard any rumors about the Pro, the Switch Pro? I was I just going to ask. Real quick. I don't think they're going to do it for a while. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, Nintendo. Uh, yeah, they just released two. We can we can go. Like they just did two limited consoles, right? They're doing one for Rise Monster Hunter Rise, and they're doing one, or they did one rather for Mario, and people are like buying them and collecting them and does that stop them from doing a switch pro probably not but i just think that logic would suggest that they're trying to still push the switch units dude so i'm looking at i i knew i read this somewhere i'm looking at nintendo life i don't think this is where i originally read it nintendo japan in 2020 sold six million consoles that's 87 percent of the, the japanese market ps4 sold basically half a million so there a lot of their decisions may not make sense to us since they are no that's exactly it yeah because that japanese market they dude they have obliterated sony in japan that's like there's no contest you know what's funny is it's almost like yet having yes men around a politician or a movie star where a movie star doesn't get people telling them hey dude you can't say that nintendo's doing they're selling all the systems in japan so maybe yeah, they're yeah. just looking and going, yeah, we're still doing America fine, by the way. They're doing amazing. So that, yeah, they, they I mean, that's most likely a, a, a giant majority of it, you know, which is, I've never heard of a Nintendo company, last thing to say, having crunch either. Never. I mean, unless you guys have. I have not heard of a Mario comp, a team or a Zelda team having significant crunch. So possibly, oh, I'm sorry. I know for Smash, Sakurai was like, wor- like I don't think Nintendo was making him, but I know he was like working with like an IV in his arm at one point because he was like pushing so hard for Smash. And, mm, okay. and I, I think that, that but I don't, I've always wondered what the, it's like the Japanese cultural thing, because I don't know oh, if yeah. we've had any big stories about Japanese devs crunching it because it wouldn't be considered crunch. It'd be considered Sunday. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's the true. thing. It's like you look at it from the base level. Japanese kids go to school six days a week, like yeah. just from well, that. You know, they're the old thing of don't go home before your boss, and if your boss doesn't go home before his boss, and if his boss doesn't go home before his boss, pretty soon no one's fucking going home from a Japanese like company. Like one of my friends worked at a Japanese company. He's like, you don't realize, no one, you don't go home before your boss. And he's like, but if your boss doesn't go home, what the fuck do you do? Like it's it's a really weird, you know, really hard working. Yeah, so I guess we don't. I was considering maybe the money 
as in that would be a positive that they're doing so well that they don't need crunch at all. But you are right. That doesn't fit because the entire society is basically crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Weird company, man. Fun, fun to follow. But also I, I just think for me, um, ultimately they disappoint me a lot. Yeah. Is all. Maddie, you have breaking news. I think we're seeing the same thing right now. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into it. We do have breaking news indeed. We're going to bump back one of our news topics. And uh, are you seeing what I'm seeing, Dustin? I'm seeing a little Diablo 2. Well, Diablo 2 resurrected. All right. I got an article from Polygon up here on my phone. It says, Blizzard will release Diablo 2 resurrected on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PS5, Windows PC, Xbox One, and Series X later this year. A technical alpha for PC is coming soon. Diablo 2 Resurrected takes Diablo 2's 2D sprites and paints over them with fully 3D rendered models. The game's new graphics can display an up to 4K resolution, up to, we talked about this a lot on our show, verbiage, up to, but players can also toggle back to the original nostalgic graphics by pressing a button. Blizzard also promises 7.1 Dolby surround support and 27 minutes of remastered cutscenes for Resurrected. All seven classes and the game's roster of memorable bosses will return. Blizzard didn't change any of the game's itemization or balance, meaning Diablo 2 should feel as replayable as it did 20 years ago, albeit with a new coat of paint and a much more stable internet at your fingertips. So, I've never played Diablo 2. I've heard, I think, mostly good things, if I'm remembering correctly. I know 3 had, like, a rocking launch. Diablo 2 is considered the best Diablo. By, okay, like, so this is huge. By, I think a substantial, yeah. Diablo 1 was good, but Diablo 2, everybody I know, I've never heard anybody say, like, Diablo 3 is considered the best Diablo. Like, it's wow. I, everything okay. I've ever heard was do is Very fun game. Yeah, okay, I've never so, played it either. Yeah. Oh, really? Say. I mean, I, yeah, I'm excited, though. I love Diablo, so for me, just a little more of that in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, great oh, co-op yeah. game. We need, we need more co-op games. So that's the thing. I... My girlfriend and I were talking, and we were, like, deciding, you know, what games should we play together. And so I'm going through Co-Optimist. Great website. You know, it has, like, all the, yes. all the co-op games I know him. online and couch. Awesome. Amazing website. So helpful. And so you can just go through, like, their catalog, and, and they have, like, it's separated by systems and online co-op, offline co-op. Really good if you're looking to, like, play something with someone. You're trying to find something new. And so I'm looking at everything, man, from indie to, to, to current, like, major titles, and it's, it's just like, no wonder these games as a service, like a Destiny remains there and, and all this stuff. Because when you look on the outside of it, there's just so few co-op games. So for me, just seeing this is is amazing, just because it's another online co-op type of experience. I'm personally very pumped for that. Now, Maddie, I'm looking at this trailer now, and one of the big emphasis is that it will have cross-progression. So if you buy it on PC and you want to double-dip, get it on your Switch... That's appealing. Um, and since it's $40, I feel like it... I don't think I could justify spending like $60 on two games at once so I can have that convenience. I considered doing it with Divinity Original Sin 2, but hmm. I ended up just forgetting about it. But... It is this like the game? Also, uh, they revealed the Rogue for Diablo 4. Yeah, saw that. Oh. They have a trailer for it up. Yeah, and apparently they didn't show Overwatch 2, but they're doing it in a behind-the-scenes panel completely separately. And I'm looking right now. They've got PvE, new maps, a New York City map, uh, new new 
footage entirely. So they're doing that separately. So yeah, a lot is kind of breaking here at the end of the show. But I think most importantly here is definitely Diablo 2 Resurrected is, is what's capturing most of the conversation. So there was a later this year. There was a, a report from Jason Schreier a couple weeks ago that that's Vicarious Visions was that's part of the reason they were moved over to Blizzard is to work on that Diablo 2 because mm. the internal Blizzard team that did um, the Warcraft remaster that was horrible mm-hmm. was ta- removed from the project and disbanded. So it is – It's who's handling it then? I think they – Jason said it was Vicarious Visions. I can look it up real quick. Because remember how they moved oh, them over? I do remember that report. Yes, I do remember yeah. that report now. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense now. Okay. That's a little more encouraging. I still think Vicarious should be doing their own thing, though. I don't know how I, how I feel about them kind of being locked into a major franchise. But that's just me. But still, that's good for that game because it, it means it's in a little more trustworthy hands. Imagine that just that, that's so cutthroat. Just like, hey, this this product really sucks. We're just disbanding you. Like, cheese, bro. Yeah. Carrick, do you anyway. got any fond memories with the Diablo 2 remaster? Or not the remaster itself, but the game itself? Diablo Yeah, I I, I like the Diablo games. I like Sacred a little bit more. Sacred oh, one and two, which were sort oh. of obviously created because of that. Titan Quest I liked, which was also created because of that. But you're talking I mean Diablo one and two were like back in the day when you didn't have HDMI. You had fucking red, green, and blue, and yellow and shit. Or S-Video, if you were fucking ancient. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. like, uh, I still remember, you know, moving on from those and being like, what the fuck? This is amazing. But, yeah, they're they're cool games. I find them a little mindless. I actually like the console versions a lot because I think they're fun to just sit back and, you know, put your feet up and play um, one of those games. I was going to tell you, I know you don't do PC as much, but just so you know, there's actually tunnel software that fakes that you're at home with somebody else so you can play any online game as if you're you can sit next to somebody and play any online game as if it's co-op which you might Hmm. check out if you ever do pc so like you know how a lot of games are coming on pc now you got controller support and everything so if they're online only like network online there's actually software you can get which fakes it and so you can play at the house with two people and it thinks you're online but you're not you're right sitting next to each other so any game basically that you see out there that you want to play co-op, as long as it's got an online component, you can play, which nice. which is very cool. There's a couple different softwares that do that. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I just when you mentioned it, it just dawned on me. I used it a couple times, and I was I yeah. It's sure just they're 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 really so rare. They're hard to find, man. It I is mean, true. There's, there's true. good co- couch co-op games, and that's the thing. We're, we're, I'm looking at like cooperative. There are games I could verse her in, but you know that that's yeah that yeah. Yeah, she's not into that stuff. Next on our plate here is Bungie. Bungie has some interesting changes coming in their future. Uh, So this article is from Game Informer. They say last month Bungie made definitive moves to secure a detailed expansion and redesign for its headquarters in Washington. Uh, The large-scale operation is slated to be finished in fall 2022 and will increase the HQ's 84,000 square foot space to more than 208,000 square feet. To put that into perspective, that's the size of four football fields combined. This new and enlarged space will house multiple development teams in addition to experts tasked with working on the Destiny games. Additionally, Bungie will be opening its first international studio in Amsterdam at some point next year. 
The Bungie leadership change, our leadership team is also facing positive changes. Mark Noseworthy and Luke Smith uh, are set to oversee the brand's foray into other forms of media. Uh, Justin Truman will step into the central role of leading the future development plans of Destiny 2. In addition to building state-of-the-art technology, or I'm sorry, state-of-the-art facilities to support the growth and development of their talented employees, the press release reads, one of the primary drivers of Bungie's expansion is to increase the commitment to the long-term development of Destiny 2, tell new stories in the Destiny universe, and create entirely new worlds in to-be-announced IPs. So that's kind of it for that. Um, Most notable thing for me here as someone who's not into Destiny is, of course, a new IP, which also shocks me a bit. You know, I know Destiny's been around for a while, but I thought that's just going to be a thing that they just roll with and continue to roll with because it's so popular. Uh, what do you what do you make of a, a new IP? And have you guys even heard anything about this prior to them saying that they're doing a new IP? I knew about the new IP, but I didn't know. Like, I don't think anybody knows what it is. Yeah. I was just say, there were rumors there for a long any... time that they were planning on doing something on the side. I don't know what Destiny makes. You guys probably know better than me, but I've always wondered how much money they make. Like, because Activision and all those guys are going to want to make sure they make a good amount of money each year. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if now makes sense. Like, you're not, you know, you're still making money with Destiny, but it's like it's time to get some fresh whatever in there. Also, I don't know about you guys, but every time we talk about Destiny, I feel like you're always telling me, not you, but anybody who tells me about it, that they're always telling me what I can't do, what I can't play, what's no longer in the game. And mm-hmm. so I got to tell you, the honest truth is, I don't give a fuck about Destiny 2 at all. Like, they burned me. Like, all the, they sunset stuff. They fucking have removed stuff. And I get it. People try to always explain it, but I am so done with Destiny. Like, I get it. I played it, and I enjoyed what I played. But I'm much more interested, just like you, in the IP, a new IP. Like, ten times more interested in that than any new Destiny stuff they may do. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. You know, it's no disrespect to anyone who does enjoy it. Just you know, no, for me, for me, it, it really is the 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 removal of certain things that you've spent time getting. And yes, yeah, so I've never, I've ne- yeah, I just, I, I don't blame people if they have fun because it looks like a very competent shooter and it could be a good time mm-hmm. with friends and whatnot. I don't n- misunderstand that. What I don't seem to get is the idea that your progress can be wiped and people are like, that's cool let's keep going i'd be like no i want to keep it and build but that's just me dustin you're a destiny 2 player are you not or um not recently dabbler you were a dabbler i was i mean once very invested i just there's just so much shit to play that i can't stay dedicated to that game that Mm -hmm. demands so much of your attention so hold on maddie just a clarification were you so you're saying about the transfer to destiny 1 destiny 2 you how you had to restart right I was also talking about Destiny 2's, um, what was the thing that happened towards the end of last year that they did where they kind of, uh... Didn't they remove some DLC or yeah. some story stuff? Yeah, or aren't I they mean... removing or something like that? Right, they they sunsetted content, and I, I'm not wanting to defend that, but specifically well, no, there I'm, I'm not talking from a point of like strict knowledge so like yeah if there's a correction there by all no means. i was just i i was trying to think of a time that they've had people reset their progression other than the transfer to destiny, destiny one to one destiny two. two which i think that was an activision decision so oh. but i i mean we don't really know but they've bungie well, has been mm-hmm. clear over and over about how they're in a new era now and I, honestly, in a lot of their um, their different videos have 
basically thrown Activision under the bus multiple times. They're basically like the the person being tortured who's blinking an SOS torture. And, right. And when the when guys are recording them, they're like, torture, please help me. <laughs> Their first big update after um after they went independent, they were like, so just you know, Destiny is an MMO FPS, and that's what we believe it is. And uh, you know, before that term wasn't used with destiny but that's what bungie really believes and it's like okay so activision didn't want you to call it an mmo fps but now that you're independent you can say what you truly feel right so and there was some other instances as well but either way okay back to the original news story i'm excited because whether you like destiny or not when it comes down to the core like feeling of playing destiny very good game and bungie clearly has a history of making games just feel really good to play so yeah i i like this idea of them expanding out because again destiny is not for everybody even me someone who loves destiny 2 i just cannot dedicate myself to that anymore so the idea of a new ip of a game that is 15 to 30 hours or whatever has a multiplayer suite or something like that or maybe not at all you know, but I yeah, think that exactly. Destiny or Bungie is such a talented developer that, yeah, I, you can bet that I'm interested in any kind of thing that they're going to do. I'm not saying this guarantee is going to be great, but we can look at the history, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what I was thinking was because um, I remember I was going to get into Destiny 2 and I tweeted about it because they announced a bunch of stuff for the end of 2020. I, I'm tr- I'm gonna look it up, but I remember that's what that's where I got it from because a lot of my viewers were like, "You should wait till this point because they're doing X, Y, and Z, which means you're just gonna be playing kind of for nothing." And I right. need to, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But yeah, as as a game, it looks fun. I wish I were into it, you know. But what's funny is because I was looking for that home base game, and Hitman's kind of turned into that on the 23rd. I'm really looking forward to them dropping like all that that new content. You talking about Hitman Three? Yeah, Hitman. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, it's so just a, it's it's, it's just so replayable. It's, it like in, it, incidentally yep. just became a home base game. Like I just go back to it and keep coming back to it. And as they add more, I will I will absolutely do so. Just, the thing about Destiny that I'm excited for, first of all, I think like they're they're shit at storytelling. Like they're fucking terrible. So what I want them to do is like remember when the first one they decided for I think Activision probably made them, but they put the story outside and the you know, website and all that shit. And then they sort of figured everything out into, I I'm excited for them to build like a shooter, almost like a, not a, don't get me wrong when I say call of duty, but what I mean by call of duty is that where the campaign, I would love to see a campaign be their main thing mm-hmm. in, in a game because dude, their, their games, like their art style for like guns. It's so fucking good that it's redonkulous. Like yeah. destiny guns are so good that I want to buy them. Even if they don't shoot, you know crystals like they'd look that good but then the moment someone talks in the game i want to die it's it that so i would love to see a good storyteller come in you know i would normally mention what's his name um he's not doing games much anymore um unfortunately because he was fired oh chris yeah yeah i you know whoever's replaced him right oh get get a what's his name man drew carpershin there you go, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. Like to me, that's and I would. I think they're probably excited. 
don't you think? I mean, internally, they're probably like, hey, man, we can, you know, we can spread our wings and do something different. It may not be a shooter, too, guys. Remember Bungie went the pirate route? They did the pirate game. They did Stubbs. Yeah. Was it Stubbs? Stubbs Bungie didn't do Stubbs. Yeah, that was wide load. That was wide load. Yeah. Stubbs uses the Halo fucking... engine. That's what it is. Thank you. Didn't it's Bungie so weird. do the, the pirate game? The weird pirate game? That was like an arcade, Xbox arcade. Like they did some weird side game. So hmm. to me, they're probably, I'm, I'm absolutely sure about that one. That they did like a side game and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was called like Pirates Booty or Pirates Get Booty, whatever. But <laughs> dude, this would be awesome, man. Have them branch out, be able to make something cool. Yeah. I'm, you know, Halo's not doing the best at it. So <laughs> yeah, right. So fingers crossed. I mean, honest that. truth. Do you see anything, Dustin? Did you look that up? I'm going to look it up if you're not. Oh, uh, no, it. sorry. No, that's right. Um, no worries. I was forwarding an important email. If I'm being 100 percent honest, we love that. We love important emails coming. Sometimes through. it could just—I don't want to hold up someone else's job. Sometimes so it I overlaps, have, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Ooh, so real quick. Bungie also did Myth and Oni. As Oni, well. yeah. Woo. I'm if trying to said, think. Of this... If they said Myth, I would, I would die. They did uh, Marathon. Pathways of Darkness. Where's the fucking, where's this pirate game that was in my brain? There's Oni. This pirate game that was in my game might have also been Wide Load or something. Or somebody from them. Because I don't see it on their list of games. Yeah, yeah certainly I'd have no idea. Exciting regardless. Because they have other yeah. good games. Let them go out there and, you know, make me a Myth 3. Or no, there was a Myth 3. Make me a Myth 4. Works I'd for me, for man. That. Works for me. All right, let's talk a little Silent Hill, gentlemen. So this report comes from Video Games Chronicle, where it begins with them talking about Bloober Team, who just recently released a medium, and they said they've been working on another gaming project, another horror IP, and they're doing it with a famous game publisher, who they said they can't tell who but, uh, or what the project is, but they're pretty sure people will realize they're working on it and will be very excited. So people have naturally speculated that this is going to be Silent Hill. And so what happened is um, VGC has reported that Konami has already outsourced a Silent Hill project to a prominent Japanese developer with a reveal due this summer. Uh, If Bloober Team is also working on Silent Hill, something our sources were unable to confirm, then that would mean the two franchise reboots are in the works, which is something that industry insiders have suggested could be Konami's intention. Two people with knowledge of the Japanese publisher's plans told VGC that it had originally approached Dark Pictures uh, developer Supermassive to pitch a Silent Hill reboot. The Supermassive project was ultimately not signed, but the framework for that game evolved into the episodic Dark Pictures title. Uh, Separate sources told VGC that the Japanese Silent Hill project was something of a departure from past Silent Hill games. So this also matches suggestions that Konami was looking to license alternative takes on the horror series. Uh, Konami's Japanese bosses are understood, pardon me, to have historically pushed back against most pitches to outsource their key game brands, which is a big reason why Supermassive Game wasn't greenlit. However, following the disappointing performance of recent in-house titles Metal Gear Survive and Contra Rogue Corp, which... How could they ever be surprised by that? Sources say the company <laughs> has become more willing to contract other uh, outside studios for its major franchises. In addition to Silent Hill, sources say that uh, Konami 
also has plans to work on Castlevania and Metal Gear Solid games via external companies, but any potential releases are still years away. Uh, let's see here. That's, yeah, that's about it. Otherwise, they mentioned how Bloober mentioned they want to put more action in their future games, which, Carrick, I think that's music to our ears. <laughs> the medium was anything but action. Uh, I I probably will be quiet for most of this, I imagine, because I've honestly never played Silent Hill before. Uh, I don't know much about it, even, like what kind of game it is. It's one that uh, I've long been ignorant to. So have you? do you gentlemen have anything uh, to say about this? I mean, Silent Hill has been long demanded to return. People have really been itching for it. Of course, this kind of goes back to when Kojima was working on PT, and people were saying that was like Silent Hill but canceled um or a spiritual successor or something along those lines or a new idea with that uh, so what do you all make of a, a little silent hill action and what konami is just in general doing with some of their ip from castlevania to metal gear mm. that's when i'll have to go i don't know much about so i played them oh, wasn't boy. it wasn't explosive about how much i liked them so i don't really have much to add when it comes to silent hill yeah i mean silent hill is a bit before my time and and maddie's as well just because when it's in it when it was in its heyday we were you know in elementary school and i was oh, I not could, playing a yeah. game I like that. that yeah i was not doing it. i mean now even like i'll i'll play big horror games but they still i don't know i i have a weird relationship with horror games i like them and i hate them at the same time oh, like resident evil 7 amazing i never play that game at night and i always try to not play it alone because i'm a wimp <laughs> anyway uh that being said i love that i am glad that konami if they really are licensing out their ips that's probably a good thing if they are wise about who they license them to yeah i don't think bluber team i know nah. a lot of people liked layers of fear too and, uh, you know, a lot of people liked Blair Witch. Medium. Eh, not it's so funny. good. It's funny. Medium reviewed, like, decently. But I thought it was... I thought it was just so, like, average. <clears throat> but, like, a lot of people... The one I they're hear not about the from Bloober... Yeah, they're not. It's just, you know... The one I hear about with Bloober is always Observation, I think it was called. That's the one I hear about, like... Observer. Person. Observer, That's, thank you. Yeah, sorry, you nah. pinged it in my brain. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one I hear about all the time. For me, I care more about a Castlevania because, and this is going to sound super, like, oh god, there there are going to be some Castlevania fans that really just like ball up in a, in a in a cringe ball from this. But I really liked Lords of Shadow a lot. Like that kind of God of War approach to Castlevania was really fucking fun to me. Granted, I played it when I was a teenager. But I, I dug the hell out of that. That That's backwards compat on, on Series X, and I, I bought it, and I, I want to play it again. Um, you know, I, I did like the like the Castlevania game on PSP. I forgot which one that was, but I, I dug that one, too. But, yeah, man, I mean, these are, these are franchises that I'm just happy to see floating around. I don't know why Konami, since their funds come from pretty much everywhere other than games, right? Like, they are a completely different... Like, the way we perceive them from what they once were as what they do now i don't even know if games are really their their their, their main source of income right like i, I think it's it's oh so no. many other things like didn't you say dustin there was something like health insurance or 
It's no uh, health centers. Like they have health gyms. Center. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, imagine going to Konami gym. What the fuck? Like, no. <laughs> Silent Hill motif. You're always yeah. chased by zombies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I, I don't know why they would be hesitant to, because I look at something like uh, Metal Gear Rising, which they was a spinoff for the Metal Gear series where you play as Raiden, and it's this Platinum Games beat-em-up with, with amazing combat. It's nice, short, concise. There's a lot of meme-worthy moments in the game. I think, like, you only stand to win there, right? You know, it's not your main source of income, so you're lending your IP out to developers who are hungry to do something with it. So I, I don't know why there was an initial hesitation, but it, it's good to see them waking up a little bit to that to the free cash sitting there and not just resulting in the uh the pachinko machines as we've heard for so yeah. long so i'm looking at konami's website right now and their main things are konami amusements which is like um arcade slash pachinko which is huge for them and then under konami gaming it's um casino stuff have you guys ever seen oh, a Konami like casino no. thing? Yeah, I remember the one, I've been to Vegas one time and I was walking around and I was like That's that's the Konami logo on that Dungeons wow. and Dragons oh. slot machine. Oh, and it was just no. so so weird, but uh yeah, they have a big, you know, uh big business in doing like different gambling related games. And then the last wow. year is Konami Sports, which is the like the gym Konami that I've mentioned, sports. and you can like do a facility search and see what kind of which gyms and what the different classes and stuff that they offer. So it's it's weird. That is, it, I don't know why. Like I'm having trouble just kind of processing that in my brain. That's such like a, a fucking crazy offshoot from dude. Because for I know a lot of people define them by some of the IP that we've mentioned now, but for me, like growing up, Konami was the Ninja Turtle games, man. Like that's. Seeing their name on the the TMNT boxes, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And like to Dude, see, now see them doing gyms. What the sound when you booted up a Konami game on Sega Genesis or probably Super Nintendo? The do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, you guys can't leave me high and dry on this Konami sound. That's all. The I audience heard, will know. I'm talking I about. never owned an SNES. I always had to use my friends at his house, and we'd play like Turtles in Time. Yeah, it had that sound at the beginning, the Konami logo sound. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, though. Oh, man. I'll send it to you afterwards. Yeah, I was going to say, because I don't know why. I'm, I don't I'm hurting right now. It's okay. I apologize. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, that's what's going on with Silent Hill. Uh, we will see in the summer, maybe, if that's a coming. And now, we move into our last news bit before your questions via Patreon. Uh, with backwards compatibility, FPS boost for Xbox. So... We talked a lot about this on Defining Duke. In fact, it headlined our show. Um, we wanted to touch on it here, of course, as well. Um, because it is it is very cool what they're doing here. So pretty much Xbox has introduced a way to make backwards compatible, compatible titles even better on, say, your Series X. So the suite of titles they introduced with this new thing was uh, Far Cry 4, UFC 4, Watch Dogs 2, Super Lucky's Tale... And so, for example, Super Lucky's Tale can go up to, like, 120 FPS now. And you've got Watch Dogs or, uh, or Far Cry 4 at 60. And, you know, now what's happening is Xbox is inherently making your, you know, trying to make their system until maybe Sony does something in response. 
the best place to play backwards compatibility. Not even just being able to carry that library over, that dedication to saying that like, you can take your 360, some of your original Xbox games, and your Xbox One. But now they're doing like they're they're planning on doing steady updates and upgrades to certain games. So while this initial batch of titles I think is underwhelming, and they probably should have got at least one semi-significant name in the in the scheme of things that would have kind of light, lit people's fire to be like, what's this? Or I want to go back to this. Um, it's still really neat to see them doing something like this. And I think in the long run, this will add a lot of value to people who hop in and want to play an old game like I've been doing. So, Carrick, you went hands-on with this, and yeah. uh, you seem to think it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it. I I like whenever anybody cheats and figures something out, I'm always really excited to figure out how they did it. Like, so John Carmack, who does VR now when in doom and quake, when you hear him talk, he'll figure out some cheat. And you don't think whenever you think of programming, I think a lot of people think everybody programs the same and Mm -hmm. there's tons of ways to do stuff. And this was pretty crazy because these guys basically originally using the, I think I called it the Ho Yun or something method. It's the last name of the guy who did it. They fooled the um, original backwards compatible system to use MIP maps that were highly detailed by just telling it they weren't highly detailed. They just lied. They lied to the system. And I thought that that was really cool. They were just like, yeah, we're just going to tell it that it's the old one and we're going to use virtual file systems and we're going to make it look better. And that's how their backwards compatibility um, increases resolution at places. This one is the same thing, but it just lies to the system and fucking tells it it hasn't drawn a frame. And I don't know why, but I find that hilarious. Like the idea that you're like, yeah, man, what if we just lie and tell the system it hasn't done its work? Could it do its work again? And that is quite literally what they did. They were just like, we're going to tell the system once it's drawn a a graphics frame that it hasn't done it. So the system inherently consistently thinks it's at whatever frame rate. And that stops the breaking of physics like we saw in Skyrim when you used to pump Skyrim up and shit. Bread would fly across the fucking world because (laughs) the physics were fucked up. And uh, it works perfect, man. It's it's ridiculous. Like it's playing Far Far Cry was probably the biggest because it's a shooter and uh and it's not the greatest resolution, which I would have loved to have seen them step that up, but they haven't yet. But uh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal, man. Like it's and uh, and they both they all do it different ways. Like Microsoft's already done it the normal way, CPU, GPU, and so is Sony. Those are one way to do it. Um, but this is doing it in a way where it's like if you have some headroom, you know, we might be able to do some stuff on the side that sort of fools everything. And I just I, I thought it was awesome, man. They they contacted me and were like, "Do you want to check it out?" And originally, I didn't know what exactly it was because they wouldn't tell you. They're like, "Do you want to check it out? What out?" And you're like, "Stuff." You know, <laughs> they're like, yeah. "You want to check some stuff out?" You know what it's like before you sign an NDA. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, yeah. it's 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 awesome because <clears throat> I don't like those games they announced it with. I don't think they really caught on because they're not like the blockbusters. But once I started playing Watch Dogs and saw that Watch Dogs is third person, Far Cry, first person, Lucky Tail platformer, UFC sports, I was like, oh, I get it. Like, it wasn't the great. I would have probably stated that if it were me. I would have been like, we're doing specific genres so you can see it. But yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. The Xbox S went from 30 to 60 in UFC too. It's fucking insane. Like, the S continues to sort of surprise me in multiple ways. And so it, yeah, it's dude. very cool, man. It's very cool. And Nint- by the way, Nintendo, Sony, anybody can do this. They would have to create their own way of doing it. But um, 
and it would take a long time, just like backwards compatibility is done differently. It's it's just this was just a really cool idea, and I lo I love the idea of it. Hopefully, we see more of this, like more companies smartly doing stuff to get these older games working. And you know, how many times have you got a really good game with like 4K, like a remake, and it but it's 30 FPS? And admittedly, I don't have an issue with 30 like a lot of people do. But if you ever watch a remake announcement, the first thing everybody says is, well, what's the frame rate? Yeah. And so it's sort of cool that maybe there's one more tool in somebody's toolbox, which is really all that matters to me. So, yeah, it was awesome. And it's free. So who gives a fuck? <laughs> like it, right. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, move on. So, yeah. Yeah. Dustin, as a, a meticulous frame rate guy, as a meticulous mm. Oh, are you a frame rater? Guy, you know, you care about this stuff. You've expressed it on your show. You've talked specific monitors and tinkering with your settings. Oh, does yeah. This, does this light your fire a little bit? Are you a little excited about this than the average? Oh, pair? yeah, I am. In fact, I think I would have checked it out if I. I still want to check it out. I just really have no interest in playing any of the games. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's right. It's yeah. it's been you know this week has been crazy. So it's like. If it was a game, I was re I want to check it out regardless of the games, but I just haven't gotten to it yet. Be I think because of that, but um, yeah, no, this is awesome, and I think that you know, Xbox has done and Microsoft have just done insane work, and they have really flexed their software engineering skills and really dunked on Sony in this aspect, which is good, um, and it really just shows that there's you know. Strengths and weaknesses of each company, you know. Microsoft is really hitting games, game, uh, Game Pass, and their backwards compatibility. They lack really any kind of compelling software for this entire year outside of Halo, unless there's stuff coming. So, and Sony, on the other hand, is like, I'm honestly amazed they were able to even do backwards compatibility to the level they did on PS5 because the messaging behind it was so like unconfident about their abilities. They were like, we are working to achieve full compatibility, which eventually in the end, I think for the most part, it's like everything, but like five games or six. Right. Games. That's the yeah. thing is that we didn't know that though, because they were just like, we're working to achieve. And it's like, well, what does that mean? And so it ended up being really good. And like some games perform better just without a patch. Just It's like, right. Yeah. And I think they've done a good job. I think they've yeah, done like, wild. they've done, above the bare minimum but barely <laughs> if that makes sense like you know it's still weird to me that it's like the ps3 could play ps1 games like just let us do that i don't know like it just seems like an easy thing that they could do and yeah. they don't want us to do that so. sadly not but hopefully one day for me, it's Hopefully. just the, P the PS3 games, man. Like, I have a PS2, selfishly, so I'll say, yeah, that's fine. I'll let that slide. But, man, I know there's, like, hardly a chance in the world ever, but if they could somehow figure out how to get PS3 games... <sighs> I mean, to Sony's... Uh, to defend Sony slightly, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm already thinking of counterpoints in my head that's like, well, <laughs> they did <laughs> have the, the cell processor that is unlike anything else that makes it hard to emulate. But then on the other hand, they're, you know, people on the internet have figured out how to emulate the PS3. It's not perfect, 
but it's just a free project that people are working on and they're figuring it out. So surely Sony engineers could figure it out then, right? Yeah. I, I always, I'm a big believer of not, nothing philosophical, but like just when there's a will, there's a way, right? And so I do think with these companies, they they wanted to figure out, hey, how do we get PS3 games running on, running on the 5? I'm not saying it would be easy. I'm not, I'm not saying it would be a, a short amount of time or it wouldn't take multiple years, but I'm sure if they wanted to, they could. I just don't think they see it as like worthwhile. I think I think when you look at Xbox, you know, people are excited for their future, but I think a lot of that excitement also comes from the it's almost a breadth of content in the past and that value through Game Pass where PlayStation's just like what's the next big thing? What's the next big thing? I think like, also, I mean, yeah. Jim stated very clearly he just did not like backwards compatibility. I don't see if yeah, Jim's true. in charge if you go read his comments, the dude is down on backwards. I mean, he's not just like, doesn't think it's worth it. He's like, no one plays backwards compatibility. And it's like, all right, that's his thought. And there's nothing wrong with that. Each, each CEO thinks a certain thing. We've seen some shitty ones. That's for sure. Microsoft had, you know, a couple. So (laughs) sometimes they just don't, they don't gel with us as like they, or their idea was sound at one point. Right. Mm -hmm. And their idea is not sound later. I don't think backwards compatibility matters as much to Sony because they don't have back they don't have Game Pass. They've they're completely flat-footed because those two things by themselves not as cool. Sorry. But yeah. it's when you put it all together, well then it becomes something that's like Very completely well different. So to them they're doing their own thing. For example, like checkerboard rendering which they basically I mean it's not perfect. I personally like it. I see a lot of people bitch about like check. Oh, the first frame of a cutscene is bad. And I'll be like, dude, you've been watching Digital Foundry too much. Jesus, <laughs> nobody notices that, right? You'll notice blurry, sure, but guess what? I just played Far Cry. It doesn't do that, and still blurry. So it's like shit can look any way. Each company does it a different way, and um, I think I think it's. I don't really see anything other than Sony not. There's no reason to attempt it alone, but that doesn't mean that if they don't figure out streaming better, right, or there are other services that they won't look at those and mm. and do packages of some kind or whatever. I mean, they obviously want to make money, but I think also Sony's had far more technical issues with the PS5 than the Xbox. Like that's not even if you look at SEO searches, it's not even like on the same page because of their uh, one of them is their hardware uh, reconstruction on external hardware on the PS5 with the hard drives being such an issue which is what I ran into when I was reviewing it and everybody I know has run into so those kind of situations I would rather have them do their resources you know where they need which is right there for right now and then they'll come back and you know they'll they'll hit it I mean yeah I, the only thing about Sony that bothers me is that PS2 thing remember when they were making the PS3 and it had a baby PS2 in it and then they were like, no, we're going to go to software. And I'm like, you fuckers, because you know it's never going to work as good, right? You're, it, it can't. It's not – you just know. And yeah. that's the one – another thing that sort of makes me nervous. But, yeah, they got a lot of games that backwards compat would be great, would be a huge boon, especially yeah. with none of us having any money. Absolutely. All right. And with that, patron question time, gents. We're actually making great on time for an episode. That is – rare maybe maybe a slow week every now and then isn't too bad all right let's get into it uh so you gentlemen handled it last time so i just i'm looking at the questions now and um 
I'm seeing here that the 13th we had Ivory State right in. So would that be a a good starting point? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't remember Ivory State being a name. Do you, Dustin? I'm yeah. I'm trying to go back familiar. and oh. look and try to figure out where we left off. I'm Valen wrote in on the 12th saying, if you could combine two separate IP together into one game, what would your fantasy game be? Do you recall that? No. Okay. I'm trying to see if anything came in after you recorded. Maybe I feel like this question from Grimblade. I don't think we we did that either, but. Coach Blue, we did answer. Coach Blue was the last one. Yeah, so we're at Grim yeah. Blade. We're at Coach Blue was the last one. Yep. Wow, so all these came in on the same day. At Though, the, wow. we do have to apologize slightly because Carrick and I decided that we were only going to answer the questions that after Carrick said everyone put in questions. Yeah. Just yeah. because we we didn't want to have to figure out where things started left and left off. Prior time. Mm. So if, if someone wrote in a question from before that, then they might want to write it in again. Yeah, write it in week. again. We'll, we'll get to them. And if we don't write so it So starting again. with Grimblade, that's where, like, yeah. th- that was where, okay. Yeah, These were the Grimblade. ones that came after. Okay. So There's Grimblade writes in. Yeah, there is a lot then. I was like, oh, wow, it's a pretty short list, but never mind. So we'll we'll definitely, we'll choke through these. Uh, Grimblade asked it simple. Who do you think will attend E3 this year? No one. You know what? Maybe we did answer this. Do we answer this, Carrick? Because we said that. Man, dude, see, here's the problem. Oh, no, this, this we all is what happens when I'm gone. A bunch of shit. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we. No, it happens when you're here too. We taught. We overlap prior to the questions. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why you grab the questions sometimes and ask them. How about? We may have talked about that normally. How about like, this, son? Let's start with. We'll have people write in afterwards. Let's start with Ivory State. That's the thirteenth. So I know that's after you recorded. Yeah, I mean, it's they're not going to lose their birthdays if we skip their. It's yeah. not like they're suddenly going to yeah, die. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll, and we'll we'll have them follow. You up. worry so much. I love you. You're so <laughs> you're so conscientious. I'd be like, bitches, we're not answering any. <laughs> Fucking write them again. Again. <laughs> I love how you're like. No, we got to make sure we get every single one. I love it. Dude, I love it. Maddie is a man of the people. He oh, I he try is. to be. He I try to be. absolutely is. Sorry. I try to be. You know, it's uh, you know, they they build us up, right? We, without them, we don't have this. So, of course, uh, yeah. We'll just ask the audience. Hey, if you're able to uh, to to follow up with us, write in or resubmit. Uh, again, that'd be great. But for now, we will start with Ivory State because we do know this is at least where a new batch came in. So Ivory State writes in saying, wanted to chime in on the ketchup thing this week. So this is something I missed. It's funny that Dustin's area is religious about Heinz because here in Canada, a lot of people hate it after it shut down a factory that put a lot of people out of work. Uh, a local Canadian brand rehired a lot of its previous employees and bought tomatoes from the farmers put out of work. So a lot of people have switched over to French's ketchup. Fuck Heinz, oh. but I love ketchup though. Oh, so interesting. So are we are we like a French's ketchup group now? Is that what's is that what's happening? No, we hate like ketchup. ketchup. Oh yeah, we just, were t- we were talking. Get out yeah, of here! Not a ketchup fan oh, at all. Jeez, whoa. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Enough. I do remember Dustin having an issue with, uh, oh. if I may use your words, the pre- the, the ketchup precum is is what I, right. I recall. Yeah, so yeah. I, I recall that pretty strongly because that was one of the best descriptions of all fucking time. <laughs> Dude, I said that on sacred symbols, and now it's it's become cemented in my my lore as a brand. <laughs> The ketchup precum, bro. So. But it's actually like the best description of it. It's, That's it's, what it is. It literally. What else is. is it? If it's not that, then what is it? It makes me hate I mean, ketchup a little bit. I still like it on my burger, mm-hmm. but like whenever I see that, the mental image will come, and I'll be like, "This is a little more gross this time." And eventually, 
I will join you all in probably hating ketchup. So yeah, and to be clear to Ivory State, I know. I mean, Heinz is local here, but I have no loyalty to them. In <laughs> fact, I can't even think of any Heinz products that I even use. Do you get a little pissed off when you sit at a restaurant and you've got that glass bottle that you got to get a fucking butter knife in and like fight with it? Have you ever had that before? For back ketchup? When you, back when you did consume ketchup, I imagine there was. A I time never consumed like, ketchup. Oh, just you never did. I think the one time I had like a little bit on a burger when I was a little kid that like uh, snuck in there, and then I was like, Mm-mm, "No." Oh, man. Did you so, ever have no. one of those like uh, frozen like Lunchable burgers? You ever I, the Lunchables? I, I had Lunchables, not a little, not a burger though. I always Lunchables had the, to me the are shitty pizza and jelly and. Or, je- or, yeah, or pizza. Cheese and crackers. But, yeah, they had the pizza one was great, too. But they had a – I shouldn't say great. You know, as a kid, they were great. But, yeah, they used to have a little burger one. And that's where, you know, you put – because they were, like, literally the size of my fist. So they just, like, put, like, a drop of ketchup right in the middle. And, and that was, like, enough for the whole burger. Anyway, I interrupted mm. you, Dustin. Sorry. Uh, No. No, the more offensive thing, I don't care about the bottle on the table or any, anything like that. I just – do you ever go to a restaurant and they bring out your food – and they automatically bring you some ketchup or ranch in like a little tiny thing, and it's like spilling out over the side. I can't stand that. I don't yeah, want. That's I don't a want... condiment issue, though, right? Like the spilling of the sides and and leaky leaky caps. Oh. The other thing, since we're on the subject, all right. Uh, I've I've been there's like you know like local like hot dog places and stuff like that, and you may get like your food or whatever and oftentimes at least around here they'll put a a pickle beside your fries and i don't i'm not into pickles either i don't vehemently hate them yeah Uh, i'll chime in after sorry but dude the pickle juice is gonna get everywhere yeah you said it for me okay cool (laughs) we're thinking on the same wavelengths maddie yeah well here's the thing is i actually don't mind a pickle i don't want it on my burger because it's like here's the thing like that that hot and cold mix up just fucks up my mouth i don't like that shit so for me when they put that that long pickle on the side and it is dripping into now my fries now i have these pickle juice soaked fries that shit's gross man i'm i'm very adamant i don't know if you guys are in my head when i'm looking at a plate of food it is like it is like dissected or segmented sorry perfectly this thing's like a pie chart is what it looks like you know i can't have if i have like broccoli rice and some meat on my plate. I don't want that broccoli getting into my rice. So I eat very meticulously. Are you, am I crazy? Mm. It's a little OCD. I'll be real, but I, I like, I don't some... like when you got two saucy things and the sauces overlap. That's another thing. I just don't like that. I don't need a mixture. I want them. I want them separate on their own. I think it depends for it depends. me. You know, like if um, you know Thanksgiving, you know maybe maybe you scoop a little corn in with your mashed potatoes. You know, <laughs> that would drive that's me fine. <laughs> that's fine. But other things like I, yeah, I'm I'm in support that I okay. do not want to mix. Like my dad's the type of guy that like will purposely like, <laughs> like mix his all. entire plate. Yeah. I'm like, no, please stop <laughs> for the children. Don't. <laughs> so yeah yeah carrick is like enough talking about food dude i carrick literally wants to off. die the moment he mentioned ketchup i'm like done i already t- <laughs> i talked enough about ketchup 
uh, I'll never I gotta, have to talk about it again. I got to pace. See, the thing is, I'm so careful with character, like undefining Duke when I'm picking questions and we'll get a food question. I try to like spread it in every now and then because I know there's an on and off switch for character. And if I get there him is the right very Eric, much an on and off switch. <laughs> if yes. I get him when he's fresh, like he'll want to talk about yep. it. That's so, like, exactly la- right. Yeah. This last week he was in and he continued the conversation even when I was like, yes, all right, I we'll did. move on. But like this time I was like, mm, I don't think he's going to chime in. And he didn't. That's <laughs> So I I do have a I I've always had yeah an on off switch but let's so funny. hey whatever I will say this tartar sauce sort of rocks but that's just me underrated I love I love tartar sauce underrated man I'm just so hungry right now too that strangely enough I don't want to talk about it a little bit I get because that. I'm I'm that hung- I didn't realize I was hungry until somebody mentioned fries and then mm. my brain was like oh fuck I love mm. some salty fries dude yeah. I could go on about what I'm in the mood for, but I don't want to torture you more. Let's move into Red Eyes White Wolf's question, or statement, rather. Uh, it's a bit of a rant, but uh, it's about defining Duke, and I think it, it kind of fits here into our uh, our conversation about what we were talking about, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox, and uh, just the conversation in general for creators. Uh, Red Eyes White Wolf says, Hey, guys, I can't help but discuss one of the community posts Carrick posted on his channel promoting defining Duke. While blind fanboyism is a thing that will never go away. I was more concerned with the people that seemingly could not comprehend the point of an Xbox podcast and felt that by doing one, that Carrick could not make content also about PlayStation. The same old argument that Xbox has no games makes no sense to me as you can't find their games on PlayStation. And how did we get to the point where the assumption is that everyone just has a PC that performs better than a $500 Xbox Series X, so there is no need for the console? I've enjoyed PlayStation exclusives as well, but feel the need... Uh, or feel that, sorry, uh, some of the responses go beyond blind fanboyism. Is it ignorance or simply the inability to understand that some people have different uh, preferences? Sorry for the rant, but I felt this had to be said. So I found this interesting here um, as I was reading along because what I have learned, and it just comes to a point where you'd ignore it, like those loudmouths, for example, in a community post, no offense to your viewership, Carrick, but to me, what the internet likes more than anything is when you pick a side and i'm not even saying politically by the way i'm just saying you like if you're doing an xbox podcast you are an xbox guy and it's like i don't i wouldn't say me or character xbox guys we enjoy their stuff and have a history with their products and i think that speaks more than someone who is say an xbox guy um so i I don't even think it's fanboyism I i think it's not even uh ignorance it's not being able to understand conversation in that two things can happen at once you can like horizon zero dawn and you can like halo like they don't one doesn't cancel another out my dog is i think clearly into i this. think in all honesty what also happens is <laughs> i get punchy around people talking about other people and not me so if somebody came up to me and said you're fat i'd be like eh, what the fuck ever but if somebody said that to my friend i'd try to kill him and what happened was these fuckers came in there. By the way, I don't think any of these people have any intelligence. This is probably not even my fan base because those community posts go to everybody. They were saying I should replace Colin because they wanted a PlayStation podcast with me. And what they were trying to do was like say good job to me by saying be a complete dick to somebody else. And I won't, I never will, I never will stand for it ever. I'd rather burn the channel down. And so, Admittedly, yes, I do purposely post certain things in my community that is on purpose there to rile people up. 
because I'm a dick. So is Fighting Cowboy. We've talked about it multiple times. Fighting Cowboy, I say something on purpose, leave a little hanging sentence just to see like who's listening, who's reading. And that's what I did. And people responded and I responded back in my pleasant way. But yeah, they're just, they're jack offs and they're, they're snotting like they're just shitting baby diapers. And that's why I went after them because some of the people, there's very few by the way, but those people yeah. that did say stuff were quite rude. And um, I only got a couple people saying like, I couldn't make a podcast. In fact, they were just questioning. They, they, they were confused, which then also leads me to be like, are you an idiot? Because you can see by clicking the link, it goes to not my channel. So now you're indicating you follow me and you're dumb, which bothers me because I don't want dumb people to follow <laughs> me. And I'll say that right out. If you're dumb, I, I want you to leave. I would rather have three intelligent subscribers and 7,000 or 700 or whatever I have. I fucking hate stupid people. And they were pretending to be dumb, which I think is even worse. I do not like people who pretend to be dumb. And it's become epidemic. There's a very odd thing that's gone on in humanity, especially in the last like 10 years. When I was a kid, if you were dumb, it was embarrassing. You didn't want to be dumb. You didn't want to be. But I've had people in my chat be like, wait, are you saying blah, blah, blah? And you can tell that they're being dumb on purpose to like prove a point in some way and to me ignoring uh, yeah uh, and to uh, me that i find that i find that inherently really just sad and uh i I feel that it's my job to attack as vehemently as possible and make them feel as poorly as possible (laughs) i have no issues that's why i tweeted to that guy when you were talking and i was like yeah man his parents are celebrating leaving him at the orphanage this is a fucking idiot i hate it yeah, I, I've, I, I've, I just, uh, it bothers me. They're we, shit faces. We've, Sorry, we've, I'm going to continue. It, no, it's fine. Dude, these it's fucking dogs, man. I, anyway, we, they we talked about the beginning. I, I guess so, because anytime they, like, <laughs> you just start finish a sentence, they're, like, cheering for you, man. They're, like, your audience. Um, So, yeah, for me personally, I, I, we talked about this on the beginning of Defining Duke, how I believe that, you know, the time to be quiet about, like, people just being dickheads it's kind of over like i'm kind of done with yes. that whole the whole a, like oh i have a platform you were a dick but i'm not going to stoop to your level it's like i'm not stupid to your level like kind of carrick Car- Car- said if you're gonna be a fucking idiot and you're gonna intentionally miss a point to try to like jab me i will absolutely have no hesitation putting you on blast yeah. and i don't care if that comes across argumentative i'm a very a passive person in most ways i will most times want to talk things out but when someone intentionally misinterprets or misplaces what i have said that's what i'm like you're just kind of nefarious like you're not being yeah i'm not perfect but you're not being a good person you know it's like you're 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 being you're being a dickhead about it so you know for me yeah it's come to a point where you know i'll go into my comments and i don't fish for it i i I look positive first but if i see someone who especially in reviews will try to misrepresent what i've said Mm, happens all the time so you're saying and you're yeah. like, no, no, I ain't, bitch. I never yeah. said nothing like, like that. We're some, gonna talk. <laughs> yeah, and, and and people always go, I was just kidding. It was a joke. And I'm like, no, it oh. was a joke. It's a joke now, dude. Because... When you when you call it out, and they're like, like like they yeah. cannot believe that you actually right, responded. They slap you I and love you that. Them in the dick. And to me, I'm like, I and I won't stop. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna stop now because I've had people be like, dude. Like you, like th- there's a fucking nuclear hole where that guy was. Like you, you can stop now. And I'm like, no. Sorry. (laughs) We're done. I think in 2020, like you said, it was okay. And we all had, there was a certain passiveness and you were like, Hey, 
but what's happening is you do let them take charge and they're not just there. I found that out by looking at somebody's comment and then looking at where they've left other comments and you're like, oh, this person, this is their thing. So I'm going to make it my thing. And mm -hmm. like, I mean, we can all at the end also, like if you and I razzed each other, if I knew you and I was mad at you, like we were at your house and I was mad at something you did, it didn't mean I would hate you later. What I mean is I might be mad at you. We might fucking, you know, be really vehement, but it doesn't mean you would go that night, go home and be like, I'm going to make a fucking wicker sniper rifle and I'm going to shoot him from a thousand yards. Same way with these commenters. If they come back and they're like, I get it. Sorry. Which, by the way, would be surprised how many people will apologize. They'd be like, all right, you know, I get it. I think I think sometimes we have to do that. We have to call them out. You don't need to call out everyone. But come on, man. Yeah, they were being no. they were being absolute. There was some really rude stuff. And I'm rarely a person who like gets that uppity, but they were really rude. And there's just no place for it, really. Well, Especially just, when you're talking about games. Yeah. I was <laughs> going like, to hey, say, yeah. You're fat and stupid. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Xbox. Yeah, I know, right? Because I think what's really happened is just, you know, this last year, so much world shifting shit has happened. And I'm like, if, like, I, I, I had people tap into my stream, and normally I'll see that and just go, whatever. But, like, when some guy comes in and he goes, like, you're, you're, you're going to do more clickbait rumors and shit, I'm like, I don't care, and I'm not remotely offended, but I'm more irritated that you've chosen during everything transpiring to spend any energy on this. Yeah, on that. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. everyone always says, if you don't like me, why are you clicking? I get that. Some people just want to fucking hate click. Sure. Thank you, I guess. But what I don't get is when you spend that energy putting it in my chat, then putting it again. I'm like, what? You know, it's one of those things where people will do that. And, and I remember one time I was doing Ghost of Tsushima stream and it was a pretty quiet stream. Cause you know, I don't think PlayStation stuff generally does too well on my channel. And so someone like came in and, and, and had some shit to say. And when I clapped back and it was just like, all right, if you don't got anything to say, you can get the fuck out. I said, I don't got time for you. And he's like, wow, you're a dick now. I'm like, Bitch, like you just came in, like you came into yeah. my front door, spit <laughs> on my on look. my front steps, and then said, and when I kicked you out, you went, "You're an asshole." It's like, no, you walked into my house, bro. You come into my I stream, think you're also, in my house. Also, we talked about this prior to the podcast about some other stuff. I think that now is that so like one of the reasons because I get people who are like, oh, so I'll mention Happy Console Gamer or yourself or Dude, Fighting that Cowboy guy rules. in review. He does. Dude, so does Happy Maddie. So does Fighting Cowboy. So yeah. I have no problem and i've been dropping names for like two years and i would have people legitimately mad at me be like you're fucking doing that to blah 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 and i'd be like i don't get anything i don't know what you think would suddenly magically happen but nothing positive for me happens but somebody may see an awesome guy talking about a game oh no like yeah. what's the world coming um, it's like no man so to me i also believe it's time to start if you see something like that and you're like listen somebody's attacking this person or saying shit and they're not there I've always believed that it's like, that's your job. Cause I'm not going to give you hollow wordplay where I'm like, I'll back you up. And then somebody says something on my channel. If somebody were to say something on my channel that I wasn't, you know, didn't really like, and it was about somebody I would usually pop off because I feel that that's at the very minimum what you should do. Like if you know, otherwise, if you know, otherwise at the very minimum being a human is to fucking pop off and be like, no, that's not true. Like it's, I just feel that that's like at the very minimum we can do. And a lot of people don't do it. And that's why in the last couple of years, I'm just like, I'm just going to throw everybody else's names out because I could die and fucking like 
I would rather die and have people be like, oh man, happy console gamer can replace him. Maddie can replace him. Fighting Cowboy can replace him. <laughs> then be like, what do we do? Nah, dude. Nah. nah fuck that shit. We saw that with Total Biscuit. Because, and I'm not saying I love Total Biscuit, but I got to meet him and I got to see how feminine his, uh, his uh, fans were because I was friends with him. I got to actually talk to him, have him on the podcast, all that. But he, people, you, you get replaced. I don't know any other way to say it without being, mm-hmm. you do. You know, people have to move on. Right. Otherwise, what would you fucking do? Sit at home with playlist of just <laughs> the same videos over and over? Like, yeah. it's, yeah, it's just weird. But I appreciate him watching and, uh, and noticing those things. And if you see it on Twitter yourself, whoever asked that question, fucking pop off on them. You know, if you see those kind of bullshit kind of things going on. Yeah, that's the the key. I think also just I mean, I'm in agreement with everything you guys are saying, so I don't want to double over. But the key for me with these clapback comments, which, Maddie, I'm sure that you've seen me do this on this show, is that I will go check the comments. But I the real thing that I've been trying to do is that, like, okay, for every time you clap back at somebody, respond to two people that were nice because. Yes. Oh, yeah. You always need to respond to nice people. Right. Yeah. And so I'm always on there like and I think something I want to take a step further is that like if I see a positive, you know, it's it doesn't have to be a compliment towards us. But if I see a positive comment as part of a discussion, then, yeah, we should encourage that, too. You know, I want to reward a good a good comment that doesn't have to be a compliment just in a discussion standpoint. But, yeah, also, I want to clap back at some people like (laughs) Maddie. Do you see? Someone deleted this comment, but someone was like, oh, no. Dustin said, I don't know, 50, like some ridiculous, like just trying to make fun of me or whatever. But there was two insanely bad spelling errors that were mm. not just not just like you said the wrong way to spell a certain word. Like this was embarrassing. So I responded <laughs> and I said, normally a comment like this would make me feel bad. But honestly, I just feel bad for you right now. Oh, and then. <laughs> It disappeared. So they almost always before. disappear. I've noticed too. You know, well, like dude. I mean, a lot, not always. But. It's the nature of the internet, man. They think, and I've responded. Uh, you know, let's see. And Maddie, you, you brought it up earlier too that it's like people are like, "Oh, I was just joking," or I'll respond to a comment. They're like, "Oh, I did, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way." I'm like, then how did you fucking mean it? No, because now dude, you're walking sorry, back you because I caught. Right. There's right. only fucking two ways to have that. The person's fucking absolutely ignorant and don't doesn't know how to write. And they're fucking or they're lying. There's right. no fucking gray line for that person. And the thing is, is they are OK with being stupid. I don't know what the fuck is going on where somebody's OK with looking dumb. How fucking embarrassing. Have you guys ever been in a group and one of your friends says something and you want to put them into a meat grinder because it's so embarrassing that they said whatever they said. You're like, oh, my you get secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, that secondhand cringe. Nobody should want to be okay with being a fucking idiot. And also, no one should be okay with being ignorant. And the number of people who are okay with that and who try to pretend there's a gray area, there's no fucking gray area. You meant it exactly as you wrote it, or you have no fucking clue what you're doing. Next time, go to a school, learn some trades, and get the fuck out of YouTube. Go fucking weld. Because at some point, man, (laughs) we have to elevate the discussion. I mean, what are we right. going to do? We're going to sit here and be mired in this like console Game Boy or fanboy kind of bullshit. At some point, you have to elevate it, man. And if if that's uncomfortable for people, I fucking absolutely don't care. I'll hold their head underwater. I do not fucking care. 
It's just, we're done, man. Like it's so caustic and it's so toxic towards people that it's, you shouldn't stand for it. I don't know. Yeah. See, I just got mad again. Sorry. It's okay. I get, I wish you were fucking... there. I get rub your head. Tell you it's all okay. Dude. That's why I got mad on your tweet. When you tweeted, I started getting mad at your tweet, and then I'm mad, and then people are like, what are you mad about? And I'm like, did you see what the fuck they said? I'm going to fucking fuck them up. And people are just like, dude, what's happening? I actually had people tweeting me, and they were like, I have no clue what Carrick's talking about. It's awesome, but he sounds mad. And I was like, I was, because they came into somebody's fucking, you know, stream. Like, yeah. I don't know. And what's sad is Pissed there will be people who say, like, this surreal. is too negative, but... I think people forget, for example, like in the beginning and end of most of my videos, I thank people just to give me their time. It's not even like a money oh, thing. Oh, of course. Like, time's yeah. a luxury. Hey. So let it not be lost yeah. on everyone here that we do appreciate any ears lent to us. Like and, anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, I, especially with the podcast, you know, if you're listening to us for multiple hours, I imagine you like us or one of us. <laughs> yeah. If, if you, you don't, don't, fuck you. Yeah. I was going to say, if you don't, I mean, my God, dude, I, <laughs> I got I got to point you in the, a new direction because holy shit. No, but... no. Keep them here. <laughs> uh, we'll make it terrible on them. If you hate us, I need to know because, man, we're, we'll talk about some shit for you, man. I want to make it as horrible as possible. Full 101, guys, our next write-in. I've recently jumped back into Titanfall 2, and I'm hooked. It's one of the absolute favorite mm. games with its amazing single player, especially the time jump mission. Some of the best multiplayer out there. Any chance of a Titanfall 3? I get it's a long shot because of the worry of splitting the fan base with Apex Legends, but I still want it to happen. Um, and then he also asked what we want to no. see in the next God of War game. But, yeah, I think that I think the uh, Titanfall experiment's done. If it comes back, new name. I don't think they're doing it under 3. They'll do Apex Legends 2 before they do... Titanfall 3, in my opinion. Do you guys think feel there's like overlap success there? Success level. Oh, sorry. I I, no, I'm just saying the success level between these two is monu Like, it's not close. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not close. It, it's I, not at all. It's, it's, it's not Cleveland Browns fucking Patriots level <laughs> yeah. differences. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's, 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 it's insane, man. Like, this game performed worse than when the Xbox One launched and had yeah. Titanfall 1 as an exclusive. And then Apex Legends comes out, and it's one of the most popular free-to-play games, and it's still, like, Season 7 or something. Like, tons of support. It's coming out on Switch in a month. Completely different world. And so, I don't I think Titanfall 3 guys. is going to happen. How do seasons work? Um, what I mean by that is, they're not yearly, right? Because it hasn't been out for seven years. Is the seasons three months? Is it three, 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 three? I so think for it's your... just, like, a word for, we've got a new batch, <laughs> okay. or a new stretch, a new, a new, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Arbitrary, almost. Yeah, the pass or Timeline. whatever. Um, and, yeah. and, and that's, yeah. Because, like, Sea of Thieves, even, I think they, they did, like, season did. one. And I'm like... Season one, like, like wiped the crust out of my eyes. I'm like, is that a seven? Because it's been three years, man. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. so yeah, I was I, very confused on how these companies are choosing to name this stuff. Yeah, you know, if it was done seasonally in the sense of like we have a spring, a summer, autumn, winter, which I don't know if they run that way because there's just such a, a wide gap, and then some operate on fiscal years versus actual season. I don't know, man. I talked over the top of Dustin. Did you say, Dustin, that you think Titanfall 2 or there will be a Titanfall 3? I feel like we've talked about this. Anyway. Yeah, I think that it, it could be possible because I feel like Titanfall 2 is one of those games that has gathered a following yeah. since its launch. And mm -hmm. then Apex also has a lot of – I think that a lot of people are aware of the connection. And so I 
feel like if they wait a little longer and they did it right and did like a big reveal and made sure that it wasn't coming out at the worst fucking possible time. <laughs> yeah. Then there could be a success story in Titanfall 3. But that's fair. I don't know. It's Electronic Arts, so. Yeah, man. So we'll leave it at that. They're, they're busy with <laughs> Star Wars Hunters, am I right? So, yeah. oh. Did you see who that game was by? I, I, EA's actually not involved. It's it's by Zynga, who did Farmville. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, Zynga I, did Farmville. I'm, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, who's Zynga? I look it up, I just see Farmville. I'm like, oh, good God. They're, they're doing a Star Wars game. This can only be incredible. I cannot wait to see what the fuck this game is. Uh, otherwise, he said, what would you like to see in the next God of War game? His would be a more variety in boss fights. I got to be real. I don't know about you guys, but like I was talking about it with a couple of buddies last night. It's funny this question pops up is that I like God of War a lot. I am not a God of War buff, though. So me neither. It's a game that I don't I like whatever they deliver next. I will judge it for what it is then. Like I don't I'm very it's not like to me a, a, a Fallout, a, a KOTOR, a, you know, series I'm very invested in where I'm like, what's the next? It could, it could do this, this, that. Um, I'll just say this because you're going to hear a lot of this, man. I want to see more co-op with next gen, you know. The time is now. This whole online um, thing. I, I heard Dustin say he wasn't probably a big fan. It sounded like he was a green. Like, not a huge God of War. Not like, like God of War, but don't, you know, I, aren't, a, aren't a lover. I thought the new God of War 2018 was incredible. I don't know or really care very much about those old games. I've, I've tried to play all of them. And I, they have not stuck with me at all. So it's mm. it's funny because the story of God of War, I like the new story and I like reading the stories or getting like a YouTube summary of the old ones. But I just don't. I love uh, God of War 3, man. I think oh, the yeah? game is, is so stupid fun because you're just like beating it. Like that is if you want to look up if there, if there was like a term in the dictionary just called beat the fuck up. God of War 3, like the, the Poseidon boss fight would be right there. You just you beat the life out of this guy. It's it's incredible. And and that game's all about that. So I enjoyed that where yeah, I I don't know, with with this new God of War, I really liked its story, but I thought like the semi open world shit, I was I thought that was I don't care about anything they do other than fixing their horse blinder bullshit FOV. I'm sorry. Go fucking measure that FOV. It's like you're a New York horse with fucking blinders. It's the worst fucking FOV I've seen in a game in years. It made me actually sick. It's known it is a low FOV. It's not like it's mad. We're magically making it up, which also caused you to have battles where you were doing a lot of flipping around and mm -hmm. trying to like, because a character would leap past you and you were trying to figure all that out. And that really stymied the combat for me. So I'd love to see him do that. Great game. Great game. But that is a definitive to me, the definitive problem start to finish of the new God of War is is a fov that is just absolute gutter trash and needs to be fixed especially if they want to push um co-op you would need to definitely have a wider fov pull that out so, yeah yeah i can't wait zach it's exciting he posted a picture i don't know if you guys saw he posted like a picture of uh one of those what are those fat-headed toys um that you can buy like bubble head or oh, pops. oh uh, funko yeah, yeah Funko Pops. Uh, Funko, he posted a, po a picture of Ragnarok on his on a computer screen, mm. like the title screen. So, interesting. We're getting there. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more. I really like the game. Mm -hmm. uh, it was it was fantastic. Just yeah, I, I I hope they, I know they won't, but I hope they iron out the open world idea and and either make it more fluid or something. That's my that's my main gripe. That and uh, the Valheim. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Solstheim or something like that. There's a region. Mm. 
in the game that's got like it, it's pretty much the chalice dungeons of god of war and it's just yeah, yeah. the game was better if it were cut had to do it for the platinum it was terrible Rootin Tootin Putin 869 writes in, Hey guys, I just want to start off by saying I feel like all of you, even if you're not all on this week, have stepped up your content and it shows on the viewers' end. I appreciate it and just want to say thank you for your effort. Thank you. Wow. Very nice to say. See, these are the comments that we respond to, right? These are the ones that, you know, is well thought out. We appreciate that. Uh, now on to my question. As you may or may not have known, I've been diving deep into P5R the last week or so now. Just as I started the game, I heard about Persona 5 Strikers. I want to know what it's about, but I'm worried since it's numbered as 5 and I haven't finished Royal, it may contain spoilers or something. My question is, can I watch reviews about this game before I've finished my playthrough of P5R without worrying of ruining anything for my time in Royal, or should I just play it safe and finish this game before I consume any Strikers content? The latter. Do not. Yeah. I don't think anybody disagrees. Wait. Yeah. There just are char- wait. There are, there are characters that you will see or a character, I should say, that you can see and you'll be like, who is that? And it is an end game character from five and five Royal. So don't do that to yourself. Don't fuck around. Just be patient. Yeah. Especially you'll think you're yourself. Play it right away. Yeah. Right. You're not going to play right away. You should just wait. Um, Vale and Wrightson, I just wanted to shout you guys out. I closely follow a ton of gaming channels, and y'all are consistently the most consistent. Always entertaining, regardless of the topic at hand, consistent uploads, and consistently growing and improving. You've built enough trust in me that I click on every video, and I genuinely want to support in every way. Something I can't say about any other content creator. Thank you, Unveiling. Very nice to say. My question is, what are some of your end goals or things you want to accomplish before you retire? I. It's funny, right? I... I'm 25, but I've been thinking about this a lot, a lot more than I feel I should be about kind of an end game or an end goal. Uh, and I've had some thoughts and I want to know what you gents, have you, have, have you pondered this at all? You know, what, what's next for you? I don't know. think I feel like I think about the end goal. Um, I'm always just thinking about the next immediate goal. And then as soon as I mm. achieve it, uh, I'm never satisfied, and you would think that that would be a good thing. It's, it's isn't it isn't because it's like, you know, you are always hustling. I don't know. I don't. Know. I know that you know. Actually, I I know for a fact that both of you guys are like this. That it's like the hustle never ends, and it's like the most satisfying and um, tiring thing. Yeah, ever fine. but it's like part of the re- the whole reason that we've gotten as far as we have is that it's like you never ever let up mm-hmm. so i don't know as far as end end game goals i mean i don't know i i honestly don't have a good answer for that mm. it's very well said I, about first of all uh... i do want to say okay no i was just i was just complimenting dustin i thought it was well said on the the revolving hustle but go on I was just going to say, I don't think it's unusual for you to think of um, an in-game at your age because, like, I know friends who were already saving for being multimillionaires when they were young. Like, they had already figured out the amount they needed to save, a husband and wife, um, and they were like, you know, we need to save this much, we need to do this. I don't think it's too crazy to to think about it. It just depends on exactly what you're aiming for. And Like, you're you're still living at home, Maddie, right? Yeah, yeah. So your goal is going to be different than, let's say, mine, where I'm paying off a house or whatever but i would say mine would be pay off you know be relatively you know debt free i'm actually okay with debt i know a lot of people are like 
government needs to pay off everything. I actually get that. And we're in a shit world. So I'm okay. Like I am okay with that. But personally, me, I actually like to have to work and, and pay something. I actually like to have to have that throughput a little bit. It's mm -hmm. weird. I, I sort of need something that requires me. But I would say mine have nothing to do with video games or or YouTube. Like, if it goes away tomorrow, I could give a fuck. Like, it'll great, it's gone. But what would the day after tomorrow be? I would have to do something. And so what I, I think mine is more just, I'm always, yeah, it has nothing to do with the future. It has to do with right now. Like, I have two classes tonight that I'm taking that have nothing to do with YouTube. And I'll do those fully, like college classes. I like to learn at all times. And it's more about what could I learn almost like I want to do programming again, stuff like that, which really doesn't have a lot to do with, you know, I'd like to make friends on YouTube. I would say that's an, I would like to, I guess my end game would be to be able to talk to people after I left YouTube, if that makes sense. Like yeah. almost like old friends that you have in real life where it doesn't matter what job that would probably be a big thing to me would be have a cool social circle that I'm like, Hey man, what are you doing now? I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot because I know here at the – I mentioned my age so fucking much this episode. I apologize. But I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm 25 right now. I do have that desire that I'm okay and enjoy being on camera, sitting in front of a mic. I've done this since I was – not this specifically, but I've done video since I was like 10, man. Like I've done this for a long time. And I think to myself, you know – Am I ever going to want another step forward uh, in a, a sidestep where I'm within a company or completely out of gaming? And I've thought about it a lot where I, I wonder sometimes, you know, I've also tried to look into setting up for investing like a Roth IRA and stuff, you know, where you just yearly investments. Yeah. Let that Get in early. Up. Yeah. They always yeah. Say. Now. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah. we need to say I'm at the, after the podcast. Yeah. I, was gonna say. <laughs> I think, I think at 25 is when I started doing investments like that. Not yeah. like, not like Robinhood investments, like actually, like I just pay yeah. a set amount every month that yeah. goes. Exactly, somewhere. yeah. Like a future, because we don't have like a, oh, you've worked at this company for 20 years, you know. And, and Correct. So it's like we have to rely on ourselves to do that. So I've, I've thought about that quite a bit. I've also thought about like outside goals where I'm happy I'm developing those because that's what kind of kept me even keeled. Like obviously due to the pandemic, a lot of our, our hobbies have shut down. So what kind of kept me even keeled was going into martial arts, going into card games. Uh, but now I've searched elsewhere and I keep thinking on how, you know, one day, you know, I'd like to make my own game. And I, I don't think that's far off in a, in a lot of ways. Um, the more I look into it and assemble people who are, are equally interested. And so for me, that's definitely my next like big goal. It's something I really want to do. It's something I kind of like believe in and that like, you know, so many games have given me, experience input shift in my worldview even at times and it's like i would love to do that that's kind of one of my end goals but otherwise yeah i haven't received an answer but i've pondered i've, I've just kind of thought on it like hmm you know, i wonder you know what what would be not next but you know right now i feel like i'm just scratching the surface and what i can do you know because I, I i this last year was like the first time i felt I'm not just the Bethesda guy. Like I can do other RPGs and, and they can do well. If you look at my channel this week, you'll disagree because <laughs> it's been like so dry that nothing's dude, done well. I haven't gained a thousand subscribers in 30 days. Yeah, now, dude, admittedly, uh... I only did one review, but normally I was getting like a thousand a day and it's yeah. zero. 
So yeah, it's it been, happens. It's been fucking. Slow, I do want right? to say I'm glad you mentioned that. I think everybody listening, it, you don't understand. I used retirement to pay for YouTube because I got laid off, and the only way I'm able to do YouTube is because I had some money saved mm-hmm. up. Fucking save. It's yeah. uh, it's not a joke. It's like there is. You're going to hear every person who's ever had an experience tell you this. By the way, it doesn't mean age. If somebody can have the experience of 22, if they have a bad, you get laid off. Save some fucking money, man. And get it in a place you can't grab it easy. That's the thing that people don't realize about retirement plans. You have to pay penalties. So a lot of people don't want to take them out. And that helps because you're putting that money away. And your brain isn't like, oh, I got a debit card, right? And you just go fucking swipe the thing. You have to take multiple steps to do it. And I got to tell you, save. Save as much as you can because it is it is beyond helpful. It helps right. your credit score. It helps your ability to buy something if you needed it, if you're in trouble, medical bills, whatever fucking do it asap yeah i've always been like just taking that excess cash you know i'll I'll do my bills i'll save a little for spending on yourself and then i'll put the rest in savings and i've realized well it's just gonna sit in the savings and so that's when i was put up yeah sorry i should say that is good but (laughs) obviously i've realized oh i can also do this roth ira so it's not just what can i put in my savings because youtube's this like "Mm, you're poor as fuck and oh things are looking good now and like you know so it's it's never consistent where something can i offer you something maddie oh sorry oh by all means i I just don't want to forget acorns do either one of you guys do acorns never heard i know what you're talking about fucking greatest thing in the world so acorns rolls up your purchases to the next dollar amount any purchase you make and then invests it for you it's fucking awesome (laughs) so if you buy a game 59.99 it adds a cent nothing big but you can also do periodic deposits. And I have a $50 weekly deposit for a total of 200 a month, as well as all my purchases. And it goes into a fucking investment plan with actual interest way higher than uh, my bank. Sorry, I just wanted to say that, Maddie, mm. if you're thinking about doing this, check out Acorns. It's all online. It takes like five minutes to set up. My wife does it. I, I do it. All my family does. And by the way, I'm not paid for this. No affiliate right. link. It's fucking worth it, dude. Because I think you will like it, Maddie. Because you can watch your money go up. Like every purchase it's you the make, thing that happens in the background, you just kind of it. Exactly, uh, exactly. Sorry, I was just really excited about it because it has worked wonders. I just, I just wanted to mention it. Okay. I apologize. I'll definitely look into that. Yeah, man. It's just, uh, yeah, angles are are always tough to tackle, but um, it's good that we're we're striving, right? That's that's the important thing. Is that if we if we didn't have, I want to say didn't have an answer, but. I think all of ours indicate that we're still hungry to keep growing, which is which is pretty good, you know. You're muted. I didn't hear you. I said, "Show me you're a tiger." I was singing a fucking the fucking cereal <laughs> commercial. Um, yeah, it is good. We all had different answers, which is also good. It just shows different stages and like different, you know, like Dustin's married and lives in his own home, right? Isn't that right? Yep. Dustin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like different ages as well as different. So like, it, but I think we can all agree savings like the thing above it. Yeah. I, I also feel like, you know, I don't know if there's ever like a strong note to go out on because I feel like I just, I don't know what I would do in a, as a, a oh, for lack of better words, a like a, yeah, send off a ceremonious exit almost, you know, I mean, if you literally look at any of my old videos, man, like a super immature kid, like you can see I've grown up and like, I've kind of come through all of this bullshit and like you know you've seen yeah it's somewhat yeah almost there yeah i make a a dick joke every now and then we're we're getting there (laughs) i i look at that and i think you know what is the stage i'd be comfortable to say like this was a chunk of my life like maybe my 30s you know 
and see what happens from there. But who knows? You know, it's 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 fun too. It's fun, you know, just being able to to sit and talk with you guys every week is is amazing. So there's there's so much in the community we have, you know, just being able to see different paths of thought. It's great. Otherwise, unless you're stupid, like we said, you know, that then we don't want you to get the fuck out. Yeah. Know it all who can't be stupid because of that name. <laughs> what developer would you like to see on the Lord of the Rings IP? And what direction would you hope from the game? So I, I found a. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep taking lead here, but I, I just thought of it because I found this Lord of the Rings game called The Third Age. Have you guys ever fucking heard of this game? Of course, yeah, dude. So familiar. Ta- what turn-based RPG? I was like, how have I not played this? Oh, this how is- have you not known? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. You so like for it? me, you like I haven't, it? I haven't played it yet, but it looks oh, awesome, okay, and I'm it. thinking to myself. Yeah. Give me another one of those. I, I missed out, man. Give me another one of those. So that's what I, I'd say no at all, if anything. Dustin, as an extended cut guy, I'm sure your answer is gonna is going to bear hmm. fruit for this conversation, yes? I don't know. I'm My gut is that I do want this is such an obvious answer, but like Skyrim, Lord of the Rings sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like being able to, that, so. <laughs> yeah. you know, craft your own adventure within the Lord of the Rings world um, and go anywhere and do. And I know there's Lord of the Rings online, but, you know, it's an MMO there's with MMO combat. Holy shit. I, I'm pretty sure it's still going. <laughs> That's uh, insane. It's popular, by the way. It's wow. returned yes. to popularity in an insane fashion. All my discord plays it. I don't know why. <laughs> so what? I remember seeing that when and, I first oh, got dude, my PC. No, like go online right now. Go onto YouTube <laughs> and there's like a, not Polygon, but there's actual full magazines as well on you know like Kotaku and stuff doing like why is this still alive? Wow. You know, yeah. I gotta look that up in the meantime. Man. Wow. His his would be Skyrim. I personally don't know Skyrim as much as you guys, and I feel like Skyrim sometimes already overlaps. If that makes sense, maybe it's the Colosseum like structures of the architecture and stuff. But um, I'm I would agree that a turn based one. Uh, the guys who did Divinity, what are the uh, Div- uh, uh, Divinity Original Sin? Larian. Oh, Larian, Larian. Yeah. I would like to see a turn based, like a you know, like a that kind of game with them, something like that. That'd be, and of course, a real time strategy game again, where you do the armies. I mean, oh, like, that would be Middle Earth. Yeah. Well, like War uh, Warhammer, the Warhammer games right now. Mm-hmm. Imagine if it was just Middle Earth Warhammer. You know, that'd be very cool. Yeah, so they just released a mini expansion for Lord of the Rings Online, and mm-hmm. like, I'm seeing MMORPG.com says Lord of the Rings Online update breaks patcher for those running on old operating systems. So this shit's getting support. I've never seen that. I just remember I, it was actually not 2013. I think it was 2012. I got my first gaming PC, and I saw that game and I thought about it, and I went, "Nah, I've never really heard of it." Yeah, so I'm just gonna leave it be. Like, holy crap, man! The fact that that's still around is actually insane to think about. Nine years. Wow. Wow. All right. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Uh, Natural Calamities next, Root and Toot, and we're just going to hop by yours because we already answered you. Uh, Natural Calamity writes in, a thing I always hear is people talking about when they were a kid playing one game for years and years and years, but these days games are to be finished in a weekend. I don't know about all of them. I'll be honest with you. Do you think this has mostly to do with nostalgia or is it just spoke to how games, how available games were back then and how much more available they are uh, now that we're jumping from one to another? Nostalgia. Yeah. I think I, I, still, own, I still own the old games. Yeah, I do too now. 
and play there, there's some that you think ahead, are Dustin. so long. I think Dustin was going to say oh, something. Sorry, Dustin. What are we going to? Oh no, no, you're good. So, no, the only thing I think it's nostalgia, but also like for me when I was a kid, like I had Oblivion on 360, and it's the only game I owned for months. So yeah, that was right. the game I played. Like Four you know months. what I mean. And then yeah, in yeah, other situations, it's when you're a kid, you may only have access to three mm-hmm. or four games at a time, and you've already beat three of them. So <laughs> you're just going to keep playing those games again. I guess I just don't feel that the games were much different. It's that our finances <laughs> were different. Like, I didn't have the money, so Oblivion was my thing. Because I agree with you on Oblivion. Right. I think it's that. And, too, now, like, a kid can probably eat uh, – not every kid, but a lot of kids can probably easily convince their – parents to get them game pass and then yeah, right i was gonna say now you, you have 200 a mate like the the easy access to large quantity of games is you know way bigger now yeah i i do think that and, and plus you know as someone who i i think batman vengeance is the best example i mean i played that game over and over and over and over and over as a kid all oh, the time oh okay i played it over and over and so i fired it back up when i was sick and I played it, and I pretty much beat it in one sitting. It was like a couple hours long. And I thought to myself, wow, I thought this was so long, probably because your perception of time is is different as you become more distant from it, and you just have that memory of playing it, and another time you're playing it. I think to myself, wow, like I wonder how many other games I thought were this long but were short, and I just replayed and replayed and replayed. I mean, just go up on YouTube and look up some games that you like and look at the long plays of them. There's a channel called World of Long Plays that just – completes most games in like a nine hour video <laughs> yeah right and it's and i just think to myself wow these are most of these games i love outside of a couple of rpgs you just bang out in like a weekend and you replay and replay and replay because it's i think there's also the money it's depending on the game there's the ability for you to mainline a title because you know how games are made now as well yeah. golden path of title but i think people just don't realize that one of the reasons why i don't necessarily feel the way that writer or that person does is because if you look at witcher in Witcher, in one mile of location, there's like 800 mini collectible games and fucking deer to kill and fucking, you know, people to maim. There, it's, it's beyond belief. And I was a big Fantasy Star fan. There's a game called Fantasy Star Generations. You literally die and your kids keep the combat up. And I'm telling you, 40 hours max. Hmm. It's just because there was not the ability to put all the other stuff in. And I'm not just saying filler. I'm saying good stuff. You know, if you if you if you remove even the filler, good stuff in The Witcher, it's it's beyond it or Oblivion or or Morrowind or Daggerfall. There's so much there that it's it's almost it's it's difficult to even look at an old game now because I play a lot of the old ones and to look at it and look at a current one and compare them because I've seen people compare RPGs to current ones and i'm like dude i don't know what world that's comparable in the way you're thinking it's comparable one's on a 2d screen right you so there's not even an infinite plane it's a finite plane of up and down there's only a certain number of pixels you get into witcher the entire world is viewable you could spend an hour looking at the at the sky for instance which i've done in like far cry primal your favorite game i looked at the sky for like six hours your favorite game show. of all time. Yeah, almost got through the show without that. Oh, fuck off. You oh, love it. Just extremely unfortunate. I hope they re-release it. That would be hilarious. That would be... Imagine oh, fuck the, you. Uh, hilarious. It'd be awesome. No, Why? because I'm Why saying, like, the, the, the podcast that would transpire <laughs> for months. 
that and like hardline just holy uh, yeah shit. dude holy dueling, shit. Uh, dueling remakes if they remake yeah. hardline they gotta remake or, or remaster primal and we can just have a podcast where we just go out yeah. on those two on those two titles the show's over we do yeah, one right. final podcast we talk about that and there's yeah, no that's more that would be the end. remember yeah. when maddie was like i don't know what i would end my channel on that'd be boom it. that's the <laughs> end you're just like this we can't get better we can't get better <laughs> Uh, second question from Natural Calamity. Will Halo fans ever talk about 343? They talk about the Bungie and Halo 3. Even if Halo Infinite is a masterpiece, I don't see the fans ever having the sort of admiration they have for Bungie. Uh, the quick answer and the easy answer is no. That'll no. Never That'll never happen. Sorry. Halo 3 was... I think Chris put it perfectly in our in our Defining Duke Ultimate episode on like the cultural phenomenon that Halo 3 was and the time it released at and how it just ebbed and flowed into everything and was the creation of so many things that we know today, like a machinima. It's just, you know, you have red and blue still a thing. I, I just, there's... 343 has the capability to make a great Halo game. Don't get me wrong. It's just people need to kind of drop and let Halo 3 be Halo 3. It is a timeless gem. It's, a lot of people love it, and rightfully so. It's multiplayer. It's getting a brand new fucking map. <laughs> like, it's amazing. It's an amazing story. But let that be that. And just let and Halo game Infinite. design has changed. Yeah, Halo Infinite I mean, could I don't be think what people... Halo One was supposed to be, really. In Cyberpunk made ten years ago is going to be different than Cyberpunk made now. It's going to be even if it was good, which it wasn't. But you get my drift. Like they all, all the shit changes, and so yeah, just I mean, different different times. Yeah, they they won't be able to. They'll, I think they'll make a three four three that those kids might be excited for. does that make sense so the, that's another thing is we revolve because we're constantly fucking you're constantly having kids so new kids come in to play the games and new kids are young playing these games so i'm three four th i'm playing a three four three game as a 39 year old but the nine-year-old they may talk about it like i talked about bungie and that's normal because my older friends talked about you know, certain games like Ultima. Ultima was huge mm -hmm. when I was a young kid. It was it was one of the biggest Apple IIe, Macintosh, Trash 80 games. And they talked about it like I talk about Daggerfall, you know. And you guys yeah, talk about like Witcher generations. like I talk about Daggerfall. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, man. And, and one day when we're sitting here in our 60s talking about The Witcher 3 as a, uh, a nostalgic gem. Oh yeah, gonna people funny. are gonna be like, "You fucking like that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys, you said it looked real. It looks yeah. like shit. <laughs> I can't wait for that, man. Oh, it'll well, happen, man. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll spare us the last question from Natural Calamity. It's a, it's a, it's a food question. And Carrick, you've been through a lot this week. You've, you've done enough. So I'm gonna, I'll spare you. So we'll move on to our last question from Brody, who has no ice in parentheses. Damn, we have really just. <laughs> We've caused wow. a shitstorm. Man. <laughs> uh, Brody writes in, I've really been enjoying Zen-like games lately and was wondering, what are your some, what are some of your favorite Zen-like games? SnowRunner and Mudrunner. Interesting. Probably the two best uh, Zen-like games I've ever played in my life. I'm trying to think. What's a game that... I, you know, this may, this is causing some self reflection. Do I really play games that? Didn't are you do Blades? For, was it Blades or the other one, Fallout? Wasn't it Fallout Shelter or Blades where you were like just playing it randomly? Like you, I thought it was one of those two. Was, Fallout was Shelter was Fallout Shelter. I played a ton of, uh, so it was probably that. But Blades, I don't like. Blades sucks. Okay. Uh, oh man, a Zen game. 
you know, it's funny. I thought I had one. Not a Zen game that I returned to, but one that I thought, hey, this is kind of tranquil. It's funny because I'm, I'm thinking of Hades now. Just the absolute opposite of Zen. Just this right. Abs- it's just an explosion of action and combat. Hmm. Dustin, do you have an answer? I have two answers because there's oh. two types of Zen here. For actual peaceful overall, though it's sometimes going to be a little intense, Tetris Effect. I play Tetris Effect. I probably boot that game up at least once a month and play a little bit here and there. Visuals, the music, play it on an easier setting or something, and you're just like connecting the pieces together, and it's just mm. amazing. I love it, and I highly recommend it. It's on Game Pass. Mm. Tetris Effect Connected. Check it out. The other type of Zen is returning to one of your all-time favorites, right? Like for me, hey, playing hey, the hey, beginning hey. of like Kingdom Hearts or playing uh like this is a more recent one i booted up uh near automata automata a few weeks ago and it had this zen like quality i was like i love this game i already know what's gonna happen i know how the combat works and it just like was like comfort food right mm-hmm. so that's what i would argue are the two types of of zen hmm Man, because I know some people think like Journey. I've never played Journey. It's a lot of Zen games. Like I don't know. For me, sometimes those don't don't light my fire at all. Like I feel like Zen makes to me like a Zen moment is point A to point B in Skyrim. You know, I've marked something on my map, and you're walking there. Even if you get ambushed, there's a tranquil kind of feeling that overtakes me with most BGS games. Like even seventy six, man. You know, for all got wrong. The point A to point B traversal is second to none in Bethesda Game Studios titles, in my opinion. I just, I really like how they design their worlds. Um, you know, and so I, I think of that a lot. But it's it's usually mixed into something. Because without that combat, it's, it's, it's like, you know, how they say, without sadness, you cannot know happiness. It's like, without action, to some extent, I cannot know the tranquil experience in a game. So for me... Like a like a Skyrim is really nice because it's like you have this piece, you know, you can do some blacksmithing, kind of tinker around in White Run, build your own place. Uh, so yeah, I I think that would be probably my answer. But yeah, I think comfort food games is a, a better one just because you know it's it's there's there's that nostalgic value there that makes them a little more enjoyable and feel good. I do. Sorry, I have one thing to add. I really just nice. thought of that. I have really, really been thinking about playing Stardew Valley again, and I, I was trying. Really. I was trying to figure out why, and I was like, I think it's because I haven't gotten a good flow of Last Stand media work since we started, and I'm working more now than I ever have in my life, which is good. I'm like Fucking happy about Colin. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's just. I mean, it's not Colin. It's just like no, when you when you have five shows a week. That you're managing along with everything else. That's and a my lot titles of stuff. and descriptions. I mean, with titles like <laughs> as a producer, no, it's and it's not just you. I mean, no, I I'm always you know chasing people down, getting X Y Z together, doing so. There's a, there's a lot, and so like something about Stardew Valley has attracted me, and just it's just like this like you know turn off your phone, turn down the lights, and grow some crops. 
that's very yeah, appealing I, I, to me. I respect it, Dustin, because I remember I texted you about something, and you took six hours to get back to me. And I was like, I like that. I like that Dustin put his phone down. It's not like me. Yeah, you put you put your phone down. And not that I was like monitoring you. Just when you texted back, I went, oh, right. I shot him a text. And I saw that. I went, wow, good for him. I kind of wish I could do that more often. So I think you're on the right track. You should try some Stardew. Plus, that's co-op. Play with the wife. It is now, yeah. I think Minecraft works for me, too. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Minecraft. And I a game that took me four years to finally play. Like, I really? thought that game was going to suck. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, my friend Denny... He was at work. I almost fired him. He was at work, and he wouldn't shut up about it. And I was like, dude, shut the fuck up about this Minecraft game. He's like, no, you, you don't. He knew me because in real life he knew me. And he mm-hmm. just kept talking about it. Four years. And finally, I was watching Friends for the first time in my life, the TV show. I I got it. And I watched one episode, and I played Friends. And I, dude, I disappeared. It was cr- like even my wife was like, this is weird. I was coming home from work because it was a when you do Zen games, it just makes your brain go. Ooh, it's just white noise to me. Like, and that's comfortable. And I was just playing Minecraft for hours and hours. and building the world's shittiest rooms. By the way, <laughs> I can't build shit well in Minecraft. I'm not lying. Yeah. I progressed not at all. Like, I would never <laughs> be a good architect because if you look at my first world, it's like a bunch of dirt and a hole for me to then peek through at nighttime. When I last played it, I had a bunch of dirt and a hole for me to peek through at nighttime because all I do is walk like you do in Oblivion mm-hmm. or you were talking about. And I just walk. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to this next cool looking <laughs> cave and have I you, don't uh, ever build a house. Have you ever played Minecraft online with other people? Because I got I, I have like just an absolute dick story that I thought of that I think is. No, hilarious. go ahead. Go, I do v- VR a couple times, but I haven't done. I, I, had, I, I, don't know about I haven't played Minecraft in ages. And it's funny we bring it up because. My girlfriend and I, like I said, we were picking co-op games to play. And we, we picked Elder Scrolls Online. We picked Minecraft. So I haven't played Minecraft in ages, though. I'm looking forward to hopping back in. But it reminds me of when I played it all the time in high school. I didn't have a gaming PC, so I played it on Xbox. And hmm. I remember, God, we were such assholes, man. Like, my friends would spend five hours fucking building, like, this huge oh. thing. I'd come in, TNT, TNT, just boom, oh, blow dude. that shit up. Man, how do you know? Dashboard. That's that. What the oh, fuck happened? That's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. That's wrong. That or you flood their world. Have you ever done that? Come on. Everyone's oh, flooded no, their world. Everyone's flooded their world. You come in with a bucket, just dump it in like an area that you just can't have water, and that's it. The, the water starts to, you can't stop the flow. I didn't even know that was a thing. Dude, you can you, you can role play to some evil extent in Minecraft, and it is it is That's hilarious awesome. to troll your friends in it, bro. <laughs> not I would not do that now. Someone spent that many hours back then. Oh man, and then I had to help rebuild it because you know, <laughs> yeah, because then you felt bad. Oh, yeah. All right, man. I was like, I was okay. like, ah, oh, they're really upset. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> they're crying. I get to help. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That 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 about does it. That's all our our patron questions, and that'll do it for episode two ninety, gentlemen. It's been a good episode, despite the, the yeah. lacking of news. But it was it was fun. It was a fun time. We do hope everyone who listened enjoyed. Uh, if you got this far, man, what could we use for the hashtag this time? I mean, I say that every hashtag. week, but it's just it's like so many things happen. Mm. I was gonna say hashtag invest. Oh, no shit. That's the pra- most practical, people... practical hashtag. Yeah. yeah, right. People will be like, "What is this, dude?" Trust me, you need to watch it, man. You need to watch yeah. it. 
you need to learn. I Prior to us going, I got to say, if you guys get a chance, check out a video um, about a VR game. And it's called, I believe it's something along the lines of um, Open Mod plus GPT-3 AI. What it is, is they use the GPT Open AI Artificial Intelligence Twitter bot or tweet bot. You have to buy access to it. And they make a game world with characters. When you speak, it turns it into text. It then sends it to the bot who then tells the, the character what to say. And it is a glimpse of the future. It is one of the coolest things you will ever see. And it will probably get you to realize like VR is the future. This guy comes walking by and the guy, the person playing is like, hey, can you help me? And the character turns and he's like, yeah, I can help you. What do you need? It is next level, like craziness. And it, there's some delay because it's going to, it's translating it to text. And then sending it to this AI, which then figures out what to say, sends it back, then turns it into uh, text-to-speech using one of the uh, Amazon modules. But I got to tell you guys, if you if you want to know what Skyrim in the future with AI running it, like what its bones will look like, it will most likely be that. Because he's like, where do you work? And the guy tells him. The guy's like, oh, I work at the co- I got to go. I can't help you. My boss doesn't want me to. I, it's like next yeah. level. So that sounds you, awesome, You, you have to understand... Just... It's, it's mind-blowing, Maddie. I was in bed last night, and I was half asleep, and I see this video, and I'm just – I just kept – yes, that's it. Is that's that the it. video? I'm yes. looking at it and now. I, I just kept going like, this can't be – and he wait, He takes a while to tell you how to set it up so you can skip forward until he goes into the VR world. But, I mean, again, there's some delays here and there, but what you see is the future of of artificial intelligence and making a game world with nothing more than – the AI knowing what it's talking about because he can tell, I didn't realize this. There's now a bot that you can tell it what it knows. So mm-hmm. he's like, my name is Bob. I work at the courthouse. I have to get to work because my boss doesn't want me to be late. And the game can figure out what to say by just that and carry on a conversation. It's anyway, I just have Dude, to say like, that was, that was exciting. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to check it out, Ben. Yeah. You got to check it out. Just, just understand it's old. Anyway, that was it for me. I just wanted to put, pimp it. All right. Dustin, any final words? Um, No, other than, um, I don't know, check out Defining Duke. Of course, still in the early stages, still in the early episodes. Yeah, really. And you know what? Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Dustin Can't Fly. Because yeah, fucking Maddie's, meant, Maddie is trying to bring me down as a small streamer, get me <laughs> ratioed by fucking, wow. you know, Naruto, whatever the fuck, Ninja Warrior. This it's fucking right bullshit. Here. You know, I'm just out here trying to play some Dark Souls, have a good time. <laughs> and Maddie can't deal with the fact that, you know, his own fucking failures on Twitter. <laughs> he comes after me. Follow me on Twitch. Stick it to the man. <laughs> Do you see what Thank I said? You. When when I said uh, about the Nintendo Direct and someone told me to calm down, some guy's like, dude. You take the piss out of anyone who likes Five Guys. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Telling people, I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "That's like the perfect <laughs> hole to blow in my logic." Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, we appreciate all of you sitting down, tuning in, giving us your time. We hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next week with episode two ninety one. Take good care of yourselves, and we will talk soon. Peace out.